You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the couch bro tato i'm alex morrison and this week we're going to be diving on into uh probably the namesake and the at least visual sake of this show we're going to talk about the new season of beavis and butthead that came out kind of late last year but they've already confirmed a season two for this already, or a new season, rather, not season two, whatever. So, yeah, I figure we can go ahead and dive back into that old season, talk about it and what we thought was funny about it. But as usual, just a little bit of housekeeping up top. As we talked about last week, we do have merch. Click that link in the episode description. Check out the new T-shirts we have available. You got the uh, the network logo. You got the Couch Potatoes T-shirt, and you got a Cryptic Conspiracy Cult T-shirt. This is just the first wave we're going to do a couple different things moving forward like we talked about last week like the puzzles i definitely think that's something we ought to do i think people are kind of liking the idea of the puzzles too so yeah so definitely do that make sure and subscribe and hit like on any of those podcast platforms that you're currently listening to this on that way you get up to date information as soon as it drops and speaking of which uh a brand new information that was provided to me right as we were sitting down to record, right as my finger was hovering over that record button. Chris just goes, oh, yeah, um, I pissed off the Domino's people. <laughs> no, I pissed off someone at Domino's. Oh, someone at Domino's. And I went to Domino's. Oh, okay. And it went south very quickly. Okay. What? I'm really afraid to ask, but, um, but what happened? So I decided to redeem one of those free pizzas, and I didn't want to pay for delivery. Right. So after tax, it comes out to a dollar. For just a medium two-topping pizza. So I decided to go over there and go get it. I drive all the way out there. There's a line out the door last night. And um, everyone's waiting to order and stuff. So I just sit and wait in line. I don't give a shit. It's going to take time for the pizza. Anyway. So I get near the counter and this guy looks around and he's like, hey, are you need to order? I was like, no, I'm just pick up. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, what's the name? I said, uh, Morrison. He's like, Jose? No. Uh, Morrison. He's like, uh, he looks back here. He doesn't see it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can wait. I don't, I don't give a shit. And so I wait and wait. And this one couple in there, and she's like, we've been waiting for 20 fucking minutes. You know, we ordered, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then you can tell this place is back. They had like eight people just working in the back. <sighs> I just sit there. I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I really don't. And they're like, all right, ma'am, your, your order's ready. It's going to be uh, 54 something. Because, you know, I think they had like five pieces or like six pieces or some shit. Anyway, uh, they're bitching and moaning. You, 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 we want something free, you know, basically. And just getting mad. Yeah, for no reason. And all I'm going to think of is like, this isn't Little Caesars, which is something I used to do, which was wait for them to run out of pizza and then order pizza. <laughs> so it would take them longer than five minutes to make me a pizza so I can get free breadsticks. <laughs> 
well, you, you have to do certain things when you're poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the struggle I, I, meal I, becomes a struggle buffet if you're careful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's the same thing. It's like you, if you're on the struggle diet, you, you redeem those coupons on the back so, of every receipt yeah. that has like the free Whopper and shit. Yeah, and just order a uh, large drink so you can get another receipt. Yeah. Uh, so she she's getting mad and pissed off. And the guy, the other guy that was at the registry, he's like, hey, man, your order's ready. Okay, so I walk beside her, and she's still mad. And he's and the manager. He's being cool about it. He's like, Fine. "All right, man, we gotta tell you what. We got some breadsticks coming up. I'll throw in some feta cheese sticks or whatever." She's like, "You better." And I'm just like, "What? Okay." <laughs> and uh, the guy in front of me is just like, "Hey, here's your pizza." And she just looks at me, and he's like, "That'll be a dollar oh eight." And I'm just like, here's a dollar and a dime. Keep the change. And I'm just like walking out, and she fucking, what? What is? And I'm just like. I'm just walking out, and she's just fucking <laughs> losing it. And like all these other people are just like, did he just play a dollar for a goddamn pizza? I'm just like, deuces. Reward system, bitches. <laughs> like as much as we use Domino's, like yeah, it's gonna happen. I know, right? You only have to order three times to get a free pizza. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm like, that's how I'm gonna start my night because I gotta switch my sleep schedule anyway. So like, yeah, you. So you, you're having to go through an entire work schedule change up now. Yeah, you know, we created that whole thing in the Discord for you on the road with Morrison as soon yeah. as you get back. Blackballed the shit out of me. Blackballed the shit out of That's you, That's what dude. happens when you say, hey, I think that guy might need a harness or you're really doing that in front of the OSHA manual? Really? <laughs> When you start alerting people to their negligence, uh, apparently you get blackballed and yeah, you, get, uh, you get fired. Yeah, so were you officially fired or were they never called me? I got ghosted by an employer. <laughs> That's even worse. Getting ghosted by the hot chick in high school. All right, whatever. Par for the course. But you get ghosted by your employer for going. Hey, that's not safe. Yeah, that's not safe at all. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna, so gonna so now we're working third shift. Yeah, I'll be working at a place putting together auto parts, but job's a job. Hey, money's money, bud. <laughs> and speaking of, so I think, I think just food places yesterday were having a horrible time because I gave you a little preview when I came in this afternoon because uh, all day yesterday uh, it was Rachel's birthday. Uh, we were doing uh, celebration. Happy birthday, Rachel! If you're listening yes. to this, <laughs> she isn't. <laughs> I know. Uh, but. We did like an all day kind of thing. We'll talk about one of the other things I did earlier, but we were rounding it off. We get back to Uptown, and I was like, Well, we're getting kind of hungry. What do you want for dinner? She's like, Let's get Sabor. It's like, Cool. It's a pretty decent little chain Mexican restaurant. Well, we walk in, and we didn't realize that there was like some sort of like artist playing the Spectrum Center downtown. We even looked it up, did not even know the guy's name, but downtown was flooded with fans and people all wearing his shirt. So it was an event. So we walk into that Sabor, pack the fuck out. And it was like, okay, even if we wind up getting our order placed, there's nowhere to sit. Like, and people aren't in a hurry to get up. You know, this fucking, we'll just. And we kind of went through a couple different things of like, well, should we just select it for pickup and like take it back to the apartment? You know, what do we want to kind of sort out? And eventually we kind of figured out, I looked up online and I had like certain free deliveries and discounts and shit. I was like, actually, it'd be actually cheaper if we went back home and I ordered this as fucking delivery. Like yeah. legit, it would be cheaper. So we're like, all right, fine. We get back on the train. We go back home. By that time, I'm already placing the order. Order's already there by the time we get there. And I'm like, all right, it's fucking sweet. So we walk up, grab the food, walk on upstairs, and there's two burritos in there, and open it up. And it wasn't just the wrong order. 
it was delivered to like it was the wrong person on the ticket like it wasn't even my name it was someone else's mm. name so they didn't like include the wrong shit we just got someone else's order and it wasn't even good. It was like tofu burritos and shit. It was just like, fuck, this isn't even like good enough to eat. So no. get on the goddamn live chat. It takes an hour, yeah. literally an hour to get through on DoorDash live chat. Show them the photos. Show them the receipt. We got the wrong thing. They're like, oh, okay, well, uh, Sabor is about to close. So the best we can do is offer you a full refund and store credit. And so you can place a different thing. I'm like, all right, fine. We get off there. We look, Sabor's still taking fucking orders. So we're like, all right, no, fuck you. We get back in there, place an additional order for Sabor, exactly how he had it ordered, place order, and about maybe 30 minutes later, the guy eventually pulls through. Now, this guy, I I do not understand people and not being able to read a GPS. Th- this guy made three circles around her apartment complex before he finally like pulled in and knew what to do. I even told him, I was like, no, the, the name of the building is like really big on the outside. Oh, is it one of the hotels? No, it's, it's, it's a, it's an apartment complex and the name of the apartment complex is blank. You know, it, it is insert name here and it's really big, like in flashing lights on the front. I say, you can just pull straight up there, drop it off at the front. I'll be up there. Grab it. Takes him forever. Eventually I have to meet him like a block away and he hands me the bag and I'm like, this thing is fucking heavy. Mm. Walk back upstairs and I take a look. I was like, no fucking way. It's both of our orders. Yeah. He grabbed both of the Alex orders and like they were here. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, this is fucking weird. We got four burritos now and two in the trash. So like, you know, we got six burritos in this bitch. She was like, that's crazy. So we eat ours are the ones we typically wanted. And as I was grabbing the bag to like, just put the leftovers in the fridge. Cause everything in there was reheatable. There wasn't anything like crunchy in there. Yeah. It was all stuff that could be just reheated and be fine. As I'm picking the bag up one more time, I'm like, this still feels heavier. Cause we ate the new order. We didn't eat the old order. Uh, start going through the bag. There was an extra burrito in the original bag. A free burrito because it was going to be late. And yeah, a free burrito in the original bag. And I'm like, holy fuck. There are, before we ate the two that we just had just now for our dinner, there were seven fucking burritos from one restaurant in this house. <laughs> and you only paid for two. And only paid for two of them. <laughs> so what, what turned into like a what the fuck? fuck slowly turned into a all right well we got our money's worth <laughs> we, we got quite a few meals <laughs> out of all of these there was a guy uh, there was a guy that used to do that chick-fil-a uh what he would do is he would order from one chick-fil-a drive across town to the other one and deliberately order the same thing with like a variation and he hated chick-fil-a that's what he did he did this because he spited them anyway he would take the guy would take his order because first of all chick-fil-a I don't care what you think of them. They are efficient at what they do. <laughs> he orders blah, blah, like a chicken sandwich, no pickles, blah, blah, blah. Gets around and he's like, hey, I think there's something wrong with my order. Can you check it? And the guy opens the bag and it's a chicken sandwich, like pickles and mayonnaise and all this shit. And he's just like, oh, sir. And he hands him back the bag. Let me get you another one. And he would constantly do this. <laughs> a lot. God damn it. <laughs> And I used to do this on road trips. <laughs> what I would do is, is I go to McDonald's somewhere on the road, get like two McDoubles, and then go up the road 
even further if it's a longer drive and get like two McChickens and be like, hey, you gave me two McDonald's. Can I get my two McChickens and just like show them the bag? <laughs> That is some shady shit. I love it, but that is some they shady shit. They are big shit. corporations that can suck my dick. <laughs> no, and, and I've had Sabor. I used to see Sabor when I was in Mooresville working all the time. And I'm just yeah. like, it's overpriced bullshit. It is overpriced. And that's <laughs> so, why I was like, it turned so, into a good night. We got seven burritos for the price of two. Yeah, like a seven for two deal is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these things are big. Like, they put yeah. Chipotle to shame. It's yeah. just like, you were that's eating. The, that's the thing about Bradley Mulligan. He'll talk about He's like, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care it's got to be heavy. Yes. It's got to have weights. And I'm just like, yep. This is a that. heavy burrito. Yeah. So I'm, I'm satisfied. <laughs> but one of the other things we did uh, before Sabor was I wound up seeing the new Scream movie, which was very awkward for me because I saw the first two Scream movies years ago and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so seeing like, I think it was number six. Yeah. That, that was a weird experience trying to connect all the lore and try to get caught up all in one movie. But I will say no spoilers for the movie. Um, they do a pretty good job. Like if you haven't like followed the franchise, even the movie that came out last year, I still hadn't seen it. It's okay. Without seeing all of those, even they do a pretty good job getting you caught up as if this was maybe the first screen movie you've watched in a long time. Yeah, those are, the, the screen movies are always fun movies because they're very, uh, they make fun of the horror genre, but they're also still suspenseful. Yeah. They kind of leaves you wondering at the end, especially like you said, you never saw number three. Number three has Liv Shriver in it, and mm-hmm. it's another character that we've seen in the first two movies that's only been mentioned. He's never been seen. Mm-hmm. And they bring him onto the cast and then a whole like mess kind of things. And it kind of does that whole redirect kind of like uh, the same with the screen movies where uh, I know what you did last summer. Like who is this person? And yeah, it works very well. And, and this movie uh, kind of continues on with what you were saying. So the movie that came out last year, you know, it being the daughter of the original killer and shit like that. They definitely play into that very heavily and almost kind of do like the witch hunt thing of like yeah. well if that was your relatives you know these loomis characters you know what are you actually yeah you know they, they kind of play into that a lot kinda more like uh, the first one where, yeah where it's just like no he's the bad guy no he's no well no like he can't be the bad guy i saw the bad guy and it's mm-hmm. just like it's a nice little bait and switch and the dead serious there's like two or three twists yeah. by the end and it kind of kept you going because you felt like you kind of knew where it was going and they legit pulled out some stuff that only a horror movie could yeah. pull out and make work yeah. <laughs> um i remember this, the fourth one had the dumbest twists uh, like a plot hole after plot hole and i'm just like you are very cavalier about determining whether or not these teenagers have the gall to kill. Like, first one, I can kind of believe because they're fucked in the head and they just want to do this one thing. And mm-hmm. number two, you know, it's a little bit more adult. You know, they're at, they're not in high school anymore. You know, and then three, they're full fledgling adults and they're doing the first or second stab movie. You know, and all this and like, but number but number four, I think I was just like, all these kids are sociopaths. Like, is there something in the water? Like there has to be something. It is Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And they do play into all of that really well in this new movie. And, and even the, because I think the twists were very well done because the first time the twist happens, you go, Oh, yes, that makes sense. I wasn't fully thinking of that, but you know what? Holy fuck. Looking back at the entire movie, that makes sense literally within two minutes you're proven wrong and it in you as a viewer get like sucked back out of me like wait 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 wait. if that's not 
oh shit it turns into one of those so it's the movie does a very good job at kind of like setting up the pins and then dropping them just right so i i highly recommend it even for someone that didn't fully catch the series as it went on they did a good job keeping you caught up there at one point one of the characters literally draws a diagram for you Mm -hmm. explaining all of the movies yeah quote unquote (laughs) so it actually it's kind of meta in that regard and it worked pretty well that's kind of like i like about some of the newer horror movies i'm glad to hear that because this you know with sequels of horror movies they can always be too campy or too just blase and it's just like we've talked about it last episode the horror movies now are fantastic uh, yeah i was like, talking to somebody uh, recently about uh, x and pearl which is part of a, a three movie set uh, third movie will come out this year and it'll be the first horror trilogy to come out within a trilogy within two years so both movies came out last year the third movie will come out this year so and they're fantastic like so far and I'm, I'm really glad horror's on an uptick right now it really does seem to be and, and what's also cool is uh there's a lot of jokes even within the screen movie of like these uh, we're not in a sequel we're in a requel where it's a reboot that's also a sequel that continues on from the legacy characters and the legacy characters are just expendable we have to worry about the new characters that would be cool if they had like just like a cameo knockoff version of jay and silent bob and just uh, jay being like that sounds fucking stupid <laughs> You know, I'm gonna say just like Burton One. He's like, that sounds fucking dumb as shit. Yeah, so so they even kind of look because again the the killers. It's kind of cool. It, the the movie kind of went full circle in my opinion because the original Scream movie was based on the killings that were happening in Florida. Yep. Then the movie comes out and creates a lot of copycat killers. Well, in the Scream movies, that's now what's happening. The kids that were creating the Stab movies, now there are worshippers of the Stab movies and people doing podcasts and dissertations on the Stab movies, thus creating new copycats. And then they're looking at it and they're like, oh, these copycat murderers are following the films. So we're not worried about this. We're not looking at the sequel, quote, films we're looking at the requel quote films and so they do a lot of meta deep dive double speak thing and it it works really well for their universe if it was outside their universe you'd be like you're trying way too hard they created their own universe to be able to tell this much of a meta story so i highly recommend it uh once you see it we'll do a full uh spoiler cast on it because i think that'd be a good one to actually deep dive there's a lot of easter eggs there's a lot of callbacks and there's a lot of tributes to old stuff so i think it'd be fun to maybe do a scream franchise breakdown as we get a little closer to halloween yeah that'd be pretty fun because that's actually reignited my interest in the series it was that good but that's not even a new segment how about we dive on into some actual shit and talk about some nintendo news so the world of nintendo has been ablaze the last few weeks with data mines and leaks and everything else uh so it's already been heavily rumored that the uh metroid game for game boy advance is going to be coming out soon but one of the things that is very much hinging on that game working gamecube for the game boy for that game to be a lot to be very compatible you really needed the link cable with the game boy oh you mean Yes. Uh, 
they have been able to pull out data and show that there is link cable screenshot instructions mm. within the code of the system. So this just leads into what we were talking about even a few weeks ago with the Pokemon games and get Pokemon Stadium, how we needed some sort of link connection in order for all of these things to interact. Well, if they're already implementing it with Metroid, that's a pretty good sign of things to come. Kind of curious how they're going to do it, considering Game Freak has kind of bowed out yeah. on the Pokemon series. But uh, yeah, that, I, I can see that being pretty fantastic with the launch of Prime, because Prime, Metroid Prime is the one you linked Fusion to. Right. And then you had another Metroid game later on. Um, mm-hmm. I watched a guy do a review, and that motherfucker pissed a bunch of people off in the comments where he ranked them mm-hmm. in his personal like and he ranked like the worst one as his favorite and we were just like you're a goddamn blind idiot and it's just like you like what you like because but like the, the second metroid game ever was on the original game boy um so like that's what i thought you were talking about i'm just oh, like yeah, i was yeah. like wow they should well you said a while back <laughs> um <laughs> yeah no but since they put out that new uh remaster of the metroid game the game boy compatible game that would yeah, have been worked with that back in the day yeah. but the game boy advance game yes yeah um yeah uh, i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of happy for that one um i haven't played that one in a very long time it goes back to the side scroller version yeah. instead of the first person shooter but um yeah I'm, I'm excited i would love to see how they're going to integrate echoes and stuff like that later on which will be mm-hmm. a big part of the gamecube verse and which was part of the second game boy advance game that you could link to so because they had because they had two game boy game boy advance games and two gamecube games come out right and they were fucking ridiculously hard and then you had the legend of zelda game boy games they kind of did like the pokemon thing where yeah, it was like sword story yeah uh so those have already been confirmed to be coming to the game boy advance channel on the switch and even those games much like pokemon you would use the the link cable to connect the two to exchange and fully complete your quests. So it does seem like they're going to be creating some sort of either peripheral or internal quote unquote link cable thing. I'm going to buy that expansion. So we play four swords, (laughs) dude, I'm telling you that with the way Nintendo, this is going to be a good year for Nintendo. Well, this is, this goes back to what we were talking about. What else can they do? Yeah. Cause they're console wise. They're not going to be able to keep up to the PS five and, xbox one s elite or whatever so by the time they probably get to that point playstation's probably got something new on the horizon kind of like um like the ps5 you know ultra or something like that or xbox has got like another expansion software issue or something like a a, um, x elite s or some shit so yeah by those by the time those come out i think the switch will probably like i hate to say it will probably be like the last platform console they'll ever have because it's a console and a handheld and all they can do is just make a better handheld but it'll still be a switch you know that's that's what i'm seeing it as no and i totally agree because um nintendo does have a new uh u.s director doug bowser um great fucking name to run nintendo by the way bowser (laughs) um it was secretary mario yeah (laughs) later finance luigi yeah (laughs) hr is peach yeah um he seems to have a bit of a different mindset and directive for Nintendo than past CEOs have. And it seems like he's a lot more willing to go with the subscription-based services and provide the classic games under a subscription service rather than an individual charge. Like the previous virtual consoles, you had to pay like five bucks for each of those retro games you wanted. Sure, it's only five bucks, but... If I could just pay like 
40 a year yeah. and get all those. That's the same. So he, he's doing the same thing uh, Xbox had did with uh, mm-hmm. theirs. And I got to say, so it's about it's about amount of content is it heavy you know um so is the switch heavy with it, content yeah, yeah but yeah that's what i'm saying like so like if you go buy an xbox and get an xbox subscription that library on their pass is immaculate it is too fucking big you can download a game play it and get it off your system or guess what xbox don't give a shit you can just copy it to a hard drive and keep it forever they don't care because they're getting money in perpetuity. This is how games are going to be from now on. See, Steam did it right the first time where you could just buy the game directly from the publisher. And then you have these Steam sales where a game that's 60 bucks is now like 5 bucks. You know, because it's just that you're just downloading a code with a game. Uh, the Switch is the last one kind of on this platform. But they also are the first with the retro platform. PlayStation would every now and then be like, hey, do you want to play a game from PlayStation 3? Do you Xbox be like, hey, we have an old Xbox One game that we ported over as a special edition with Halo 5. So now you can play the original Halo game. That game sucks in comparison to like Halo 5 because it's, just, <laughs> it's, ridiculous, it's just ridiculous to look at. But with Nintendo being the first, so their catalog library is going to be a lot larger, it's, not, it's so easy to port those over to a subscription service because if you imagine the server library is minuscule compared to what an Xbox 360 game would be or a PlayStation 2 game would be. So when they did that, NES is free-for-all. SNES, giant catalog. It's not big enough. There are some titles that are missing. Basically, anything they would have to pay like copyrights yeah. to. Like, There's no Star Wars games. The Mickey Mouse games aren't yeah. in there. Yeah. No so, DuckTales. Yeah. But you can always buy the cartridge. That's right. Or you can homebrew the son of a bitch. Um, but when the with Nintendo, you know, their flagship stuff is always going to be their flagship stuff. You know, we could talk about all day who's got the better flagship, but Mario is Mario at the end of the day. And then they incorporated Sonic, too. So now you have Sonic with Sega all being poured over. And part of one of the Switch expansion packs is the Genesis pack. So Yeah, everyone kind of skips over that one. But, yeah, you get an entire Sega channel. They have Echo the Dolphin. You can play as a fucking dolphin. <laughs> I love how Echo the Dolphin is on nearly every one of those old Sega collections. You know how batshit crazy that storyline is? You're fighting aliens. That's what it is at the end of the game. It's aliens. It's kind of like that weird ending at the end of Resident Evil where you find out it's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's fucking ridiculous. But like that's what they're going to be making their bread and butter on. It's like, they, yeah, they'll keep doing uh, cool things like the expansions with Mario Kart 8 or Infinity, whatever they're going to call it. But they're going to keep exploiting that game and keep making maps keep doing all this uh, because they can there's no reason to make a new game because you've already made this game and it's perfect yeah and that's what i was gonna say is like you know even though nintendo was kind of the first in the market but kind of the last to do you know their subscription service with old games it really feels like they kind of took the apple approach of just like we're gonna wait it out we're going to see what's going to work. We'll see what our audience wants. And then a bald guy with glasses going, put all my music on this fucking stick. Put it all in this goddamn box right now. All my photos, all my shit in this little box or I'll kill you. And then the whole team cries for a year and a half straight and then you make a million dollars. And then we can continue to the devil and Edison. <laughs> I think I think what Nintendo is, they've they've hit that, that sweet spot between the Wii and the Switch where they tried out. I, I guarantee you, the the switch was a pitch that created the wii u by accident mm. i guarantee you money that's what the wii u was it was a pitch meeting idea and then someone said great idea 
bad release because it is a blocky thing. If you've ever held a Wii U controller, it's fucking big as shit. And then someone's like, what if we could take those controls off the screen? What if we could put dock it somewhere and play it? Because at that time, uh, LG had phones that did that. They had these little ports where you could just put your phone and it's part of the TV. I had one at one time, but that technology wasn't where it needed to be. They build a little a little box, some cheap controllers that slide right off. And guess what? They're good enough. They're just good enough not to fly the fuck off where you're just like using the six-axis controller. You know what I'm saying? So they did the trial and error with the Wii U, realized they could pack more graphics into a fucking screen, and then just poured it over with a USB-C, a new module for HD. Yeah, so they, they just waited it out, and they... And they don't need to make another console. I honestly believe there's no reason for them to make another console other than make peripheral software to connect to a Wii. Yeah, and I I would agree with that. And what I was leading with what Doug Bowser kind of doing is for the first time, and the reason I was saying he kind of leads Nintendo a little bit differently is for the first time a CEO has kind of talked about the future of their systems before any sort of official release. And he said that the switch is still selling strong just like it did within its first few years uh that they're not immediately rushing to try to put something else on the market he said but the vision that they have is that it will make the switch seem like obsolete technology he said that what is the next form factor we can bring what is the next bit of innovation and fun we can bring to our customers that's where we're looking moving forward with nintendo so i find that kind of interesting and he was saying that the current slate and dock of switch titles will endure so that kind of winks at a backwards compatibility Meaning, like, we're still going to release and continue to do for Switch, but the moment we feel like it's right, we're going to release this new piece of hardware. Don't worry, all the other Switch stuff we're planning on doing is going to work with this, but now we're going to put this on you, too. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do a VR. Yeah, I could see that. That's the next That's the next step, pretty much. The only problem I have with this idea of... So, it's like, it's like you have a house, and... Now it's just like, now I built a new house with some new features, and then I built a new house with some features. Switch has hit that sweet spot where we're just going to add on to the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, there's nothing wrong with the hardware right now. It's no different from when the Super Nintendo came out and all these peripherals came out. The the idea of um, a Game Shark or something like that. Yeah. It was compatible with the system. The old one for the NES was hard kind of do because you had to leave that stock thing open, and it was very very bulky kind of janky yeah janky and then not only that you had the zappers well guess what super nintendo made a better gun uh the super scope yeah the super scope looks like a bazooka but like <laughs> you you have all these items that they built on right and then by the time the big console were started they come out with the gamecube with all the other peripherals a game boy player let's make it backwards compatible guess what at that time online was a joke the playstation 2 could do online playstation 1 barely was able to if you had fantasy star for the playstation yeah you could use the online but playstation 2 is what kicks it up a notch and so that's same thing with xbox live yeah. so everybody saw that coming and then the wii's like all right we have the wii you can make a little emoticon blah 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 uh, was it a wee person? Yeah, me. A uh, uh, me, yeah. 
that's what that's what it kind of separates for me is just like you can make adult fucking content just make adult content please. well see i don't see that as like inherently kid content it is. though i do it's fucking cartoony as shit if you can't kill oh them. so cartoons are only for kids those, huh, Chris? those cartoons are yeah yeah you got them right mickey mouse clubs for kids <laughs> it's not mickey mouse club it, it looks like it <laughs> but so they they they're they're, they're seem to be the last in line but when they do it it's at a different level so you know they're, they're taking a they're going down the road they're just taking a different way through the road um but like let's say why would they come up with another mario kart game when they could just add on to this game yeah and that's what's even making the live subscription finally worth it like their their online subscription used to be is like okay yeah might as well but then when they released that expansion pack when the price you were looking at was just like Ooh, that's that's a little heavy for you. you can give me a whole lot of extra content. And now with everything on the horizon with the rumored Pokemon channel that would have Stadium and the old Game Boy games, the Link Cable app, uh, all the new Metroid stuff that's coming out for it. And then essentially with all the expansions they're doing in Mario Kart, you're essentially getting a brand new Mario Kart game. By the time it's said and done, you're going to have like over 32 new courses. Uh, Birdo finally just got released. Like They weren't saying they were going to add new racers, but now they're adding new racers to it so yeah exactly what you said why create a new one when you can just create the dlc for it and now it's all included with your expansion pack subscription yeah, but so it's no, it's no different like that game's development should not be no different than mortal kombat x we got new characters we got new move sets we got new arenas why not you know they're just playing that same thing and if the engine still runs good and the mechanics are good but yeah like not even just the engine it's just like because at the end of the day, it's just data after that. You rarely are. We're going to get to that phase where you don't need a cartridge. You don't need a disc. So it's just how much power is on that fucking hard drive and how much processing power you have. So And maybe that's the next generation for the Nintendo systems. Just something that could genuinely power any game they wanted to play on that little handheld console. Yeah. And like we are like nintendo won't won't but xbox playstation will they'll hit that weird valley once the 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 uncanny valley that makes people very uncomfortable that's when instinct just kicks in and we just start going outside and no and start playing (laughs) touch grass touch grass (laughs) but like some of like even some of the (laughs) mikey had sent me a picture of just like there was a a game where you power wash houses like and i'm just like you know that's the same people that make final fantasy and he's like what and he looked at the publisher title i'm like yeah that's fucking the same people that make Final Fantasy, one of the greatest fucking looking games of its time. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. That was three coders that just ripped a bong and went power washing. Ten game. years from now, a uh, 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 vape shop salesman, you know, you get to play that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, where's I, your ID? Yeah. You need my ID, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your ID? Yeah, yeah. Go outside, take the trash out, wash the bathroom, arrange the, the Swisher Sweets. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that'll be the dot, and like because you know uh, you've brought it up before. You and your girl play that chef game, where, yeah. But but it's an actual course or something, or yeah, yeah, yeah. like the kitchen moves or something. Yeah, that kind of gives it a little fun. That, but eventually it's just going to be like, yes, yeah, chef, and it's just like, holy <laughs> shit, like this is too immersive. <laughs> <laughs> I literally burned my hand just now. Yeah. Why? Why does my foot hurt? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> is that just, blood? <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's that's the next part of like VR. It's just like you're going to be cooking or you're going to be running a shop or something like that eventually it's just going to come down like grand theft auto 6 where everyone is part of like san andreas or some shit and everybody's just walking around and it's just a a hellscape (laughs) 
or you can go like the Stardew Valley route where it's very wholesome and you know it's not as violent you know you're just building a fucking farm you know like Animal Crossing or some shit but like that's what it's going to come down to these really <laughs> weird immersive like I literally have a game called Farm Simulator all I do is drive a tractor and it's fine like it's just like <laughs> It's, it's, it, you literally just pass the time, and it's it is fucking weird as shit that you're just like that. I just spent like there was one guy he spent five days playing the lawnmower game to win get all 100 contracts completed, and it took him five days. And guess what he was doing? He was mowing lawns and using like a weed weed weed, weed whacker, and that's it. He completed all of them, and he was just like at the end of it, this motherfucker had like a five o'clock shadow, sweating like a motherfucker, and but that's a whole different type of gaming. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, that's what Switch is going to end up being. It's just like, hey, hey, what's, what's the new Mario game? Oh, you mean Mario Neurosurgeon? And he's just cracking open a toad, making sure he doesn't have Alzheimer's or some <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be that too immersive. And these little kitty games are just going to be like, God damn, what did I miss? <laughs> you know? And, and speaking of all that, oh, finally getting a couple new trailers to the Mario movie, and every time I'm getting more excited, man. They're, it's they're, coming in like, uh, what, two, three weeks? Oh, yeah. It's very soon. Very soon. All hail to the Rainbow Road. Oh, yes. No, I won't talk on that one too much, but no, I will be... We Look, we may have missed the boat on doing a spoiler cast on Ant-Man. You have got to see this goddamn Mario movie so we can talk about it on the fucking show, Chris. <laughs> see which one of the 30 days I have off. Yes. <laughs> I don't have any so I know, far. I know. Now maybe they'll hire enough people I can get like five days a week. <laughs> well, you're working third shift. Just get an early matinee. Get a discount. Mm, just cut into my sleep time. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it for the podcast, Chris. Goddamn. And then I got a schedule doing the podcast because I'm not going to be living here. Hey, I, I, we can easily do Zoom. We can make that work. Yeah. No, what is you want Teams me? <laughs> uh, uh, you motherfucker. <laughs> Huh? No. How about you Skype? You know, Skype is cool. <laughs> Skype fucks. <laughs> to quote, to quote the, the video. Yeah, you want to zoom me? Yeah, fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, no. If if we want our listeners to immediately tune out for constant buffering, we'll use Zoom. I mean, uh, for uh, Skype. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll use Zoom. That way it doesn't fully go tits up. <laughs> Skype's a shit. I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> but speaking of, you also showed me something else I wanted to put in the news segment. There is a thing I did not know existed, um, and now I have a feeling I'm about to go down a weird deep dive over the next few days. Um, there's a thing called competitive juggling now. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the, the world of odd sports. Yes. Um, now, let me paint the picture for audiences at home. You 40 hear- clowns enter, only one clown leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That might be something you would think of when you hear competitive juggling maybe a line of people juggling crazy things you know how how long can you juggle for without stopping no that's not what this is these are motherfuckers walking around a room juggling all the while shoving and knocking the other jugglers items out of their hands and out of the air it's literally juggling for bullies and i'm sitting here enthralled this is a real sport juggling these fucking bowling ball pins and then walking around hip checking and shoving motherfuckers to get them off their game uh, and they get juggle, them to they juggle, quit juggling. They juggle other stuff too like balls and stuff like that so I'm just like I'm just thinking like right up over like lawnmower racing and cornhole like these this is that kind of sport see look here's the thing lawnmower racing is stupid as it sounds I at least get 
where it could come from a whole bunch of redneck hicks in the middle of nowhere have a whole bunch of their tractors and lawnmowers and everything else let's see who's fastest and then old billy bob down the street hey i put me uh, one of them nozzles on my tractor and watch like this like don't gribble yeah and exactly. just blow his shit up yeah so it's like i totally see where the origins of that could happen cornhole ridiculous stupid fucking name but again i get the concept i get the the allure and how that you could put, have started you put the beanbag in the hole yes where did let's all juggle while shoving each other where did that come from competition just the idea of competition <laughs> one guy probably said i could juggle better than you one guy's like i bet i could beat the shit out of you while you juggle like, <laughs> like like that's 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 how that conversation started. That's how that conversation started. It's no different than like competitive professional dodgeball. You know, games we played as kids, overdone to a professional level. Like yes, ta- but to me that even makes sense. Yeah, but like, but you know, if you can if you can do it, you can make it into a game, and that's all it is. And so, like, you remember? Did y'all ever have the guy come to your PE class and show people how to juggle? No, but we had the yo-yo guy. Yeah, because he was trying to sell yo-yos. It is it. Public school is nothing but a giant soliciting campaign. You for had capital. Ronald McDonald too. Yeah, you had Ronald McDonald. And you had that guy who would sell candy bars. You yeah, piece of shit. And yeah. you get this little flashy thing that costs two cents. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then the one rich kid just sells all the chocolate bars to his family, and then no. gets like the book cover. That's, <laughs> that's all you got, Timmy. You piece of shit. Uh, but like that's all it is. This is. But we had a guy that came in and. He, he gave kids like you had three scars like three lightly scars because they fall down slow and that's how you learn to juggle that's how he taught us how to juggle I was more interested in the yo-yo guy but like <laughs> but that was it was teaching about coordination right eventually those kids that were good at it ended up playing basketball so like that, that was the whole thing um, my sister dated a juggler um, juggler no juggler someone who, <laughs> someone who could juggle she was a clown uh, but uh, anyway more do 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 than whoop whoop more like i have nothing else to do let's juggle <laughs> but anyway um i can only masturbate so many times in one day <laughs> but like you, you know when you're thinking about when you think about competitiveness you know that's what it comes down to that and then you just create the game based on that dodgeball is no different like dodgeball was like i throw it to you you throw it to me and it's like what if i really throw a fast at you like, <laughs> i bet you i can hit you and it's like no you can't and boom you know that's how the game started and that's, that's when the kickball became the dodgeball you know and it's no different. Some of, like there are otter sports like um, uh, bike ball. I think I showed you that it was like they're on bicycles and it's a soccer game on bicycles. Yeah, yeah uh, no different. That's no different than um, that game wheelchair guys play with basketball. Mm-hmm. Same fucking thing. Yeah. So, so it's just. I don't it's know just, though, it's, man. Like the so, way my brain works, like all of these that you're listing off, they make sense. Mm-hmm. I can see how the origins of everything you just listed started. Aside from this competitive juggling, it blows my brain apart because again I I look at things from such a logical standpoint and all of these other sports even dodgeball I even totally get where that could come from it's just throw and catch and then one motherfucker just throws it really hard and then you're like oh you you missed me you know and then you just keep doing it that's what juggling is you're throwing to yourself yes (laughs) but when did let's insert a bully to fucking shove you over and over and steal your pins where did that come from was it the fucking nerd in school that like just got tired of masturbating which by the way that's the only reason there's jugglers that existed it's guys that just one day mid-stroke just went i'm bored <laughs> that's the only reason you would ever take up juggling is if you got bored with masturbating because you're i 
I play guitar and masturbate. My hands are good. I don't need to learn how to juggle. <laughs> but, but the other thing is, it's like uh, there's other games more crazier that right. But but was, was it the kid that was just like rocking that shit out, and then the school bully came over, he's like, "Hey, nerd!" Starts shoving him, but like he kept going. Yeah, and then like it's like all, teeter totter. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Samantha in the corner, she's like, "Whoa." He kept going, even though Billy just shoved him. Wow! And then slowly started getting a group around. Billy's still fucking shoving the shit out. I'm stealing his pins. Guy's stealing the back. Still keeping him going. The weirdest, the weirdest <laughs> thing is the structure of the game. It's multiple people coming, and it's team. It's a team game. Yes. And so there's multiple motherfuckers. Doing I would this. love there to be a like a PvP version of this, which is one on one, but like a kind of like a uh, a bracket system to where the end is just like you're. You're juggling, let's say, bowling ball pins um, or like uh, tennis balls or something like that. And you have to beat the champion who's like doing chainsaws. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we've seen the chainsaw juggler. That yes. motherfucker don't give a fuck. No. No. Uh, he's got two hands for a reason. Which, by the way, how do you even practice that? Carefully. <laughs> seriousness how do you practice chainsaw juggling like okay yeah no shit you don't have to turn them on to practice yeah duh. some of them are on well yeah <laughs> of course they will be you got to get used to the motor vibrating too mm. but like duh of course you can get used to the weights without turning them on but like don't turn them on don't take then take the chains off you grab the wrong end that's still gonna fucking hurt <laughs> no, that's probably what happened to the guy with Def Leppard oh <laughs> he's in the news recently someone whooped his ass in public <laughs> yeah 19 year old kid walked up to him and started beating the shit out of him that's even than a one man <laughs> oh an old man with one arm man that's fucking that's cold that's fucked up pyromania sucks and just <laughs> <laughs> swelling up on him starts quoting Kid Rock from Joe Dirt Def Leppard sucks <laughs> well you mentioned another piece of news a little earlier I completely forgot what it was, too. I meant to write it down when you uh, mentioned it. Oh, uh, there's actually been some shakeups going on with the MCU. The Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when you went to check out Disney Plus or the uh, Disney MCU website to see like the upcoming release slates for everything, you know, you had like at least the month with mm. the year. There's not even gears associated with a lot of these titles anymore. Now it just says coming soon yeah uh you brought it up with loki uh but it's it shown up with a lot of the different series it just shows up just saying yeah um coming soon yeah i think it, i think no it, date. i think they're just playing it safe on because they're gonna have to cut you know deal with other content creators or, or just like like streaming services and you want yours in like the ripe space you know disney's disney's pretty good at that anyway what are they having to worry about streaming wise Let's say like Hulu decides to drop a new show or make a new contract deal and start revamping shows. Netflix dropped off like a bunch of fucking idiots. Well, they don't have the rights to them though. No, like but, they they but, only get the rights that saying, if Disney but, approves. But I'm talking about other. They're going to compete with other streaming services on releases, and then you, streaming services are doing one thing, one thing only: biding your time. They're buying your fucking time. So you got people that watch whole things at once. You got people that watch episode by episode. So Disney's Disney's going to have to compete with that when other streamers ever do that. A bigger the biggest one right now is Paramount. Paramount streams one day at a time. So hey, Wednesday night this new show is going to come out. So if they're slated to have a bunch of new shows come out or Disney has inside information about new shows in development and where to time their shit, 
it really works out for them because when it came to the movie theater, they were just fighting with themselves. It was like Star Wars and Marvel, Marvel and Star Wars. They didn't have to worry about the DCEU because it sucks. <laughs> like now, the, now, now, now they, now they have to, be, yeah, now they have to fucking worry. So now, now they're just game planning. Yeah. It's just, it's just a timing issue, which I'm kind of thankful for because, um, we on one of the main topic couch potatoes we've had slated was an MC, MCU phase four roundup, but I don't know. Like the more I'm just kind of sitting here thinking about all these past movies and series, you know, there's been of course a few shining stars. It's not been all garbage, but when you look at the previous, I mean, we mentioned this. When you look at the previous phases, it felt like there was at least a direction. You look at all these movies right now, and it doesn't feel like any of them are trying to move in the same direction. It doesn't feel like each one is serving the story; it's serving itself currently. So, I think, I think with this new like the new storyline they're pushing, I think it'll very it'll consolidate uh, moves. Uh, what matters? We have, in all intents and purposes, one antagonist now. Yeah. We're, we've, right. we've gone back but hundreds of versions but, but one guy yeah, but one main guy great great actor too and in the next seriously and, and in the next um so like next moon night he'll be the villain in that he'll be the probably the villain or a villain-esque character in loki uh armor wars i imagine he's going to be part of that somehow uh, you know what i'm saying so it's it's a weird way of telling the story because it's a hard it's a complicated story to tell Let's just get that out of the way. Comics created a multiverse thing. It's going to be very complicated. And guess what? Their main competitor is doing the exact same thing. DC is doing the same thing. So it's going to they be. They may be the chum bucket when we're dealing with the Krusty Krab, but I but, mean, they're still trying to but, replicate the formula. But like, it's going to be, you know, this multiverse, multi story, you know, and it's a good way to fight against, you know, continuity continuity issues that's that, that's probably the main reason that shit got brought up is just like wait there's a superman on earth and a super girl why the fuck does he need to be here then he can retire <laughs> it's just like no he doesn't retire and then he retires and then he dies and it's just like how many times can he fucking die you know, it's the same with marvel you know how many times can the x-men destroy the earth or fuck shit up or wait you're telling me mutants exist along with gods that are real uh Superhumans. Superhumans on top of that. And yet everyone on Earth is cool with that. Not and, to mention a spidered man. Yeah. There's a whole storyline of Spider-Man getting caught when he's not a mutant. And they figure out that. And he gets fucking ostracized and almost killed. Like because of that. It's just like, yeah, X-Men are assholes. <laughs> but like that's the whole thing, you know. And trying to tell a fucking complicated story with these titan characters it's like wait he's the greatest superhero or though she's the most powerful it's just like you can't keep doing that because continuity wise someone's going to be so fucking high up the food chain it's just gonna be nothing but goddamn t- uh, great whites yeah. fucking, and, and, and no one's going to watch that <laughs> it's gonna be late you need you, i need fleeing people you know what i'm saying yeah but for every time there's a bigger hero a greater threat always has to come through yeah. so no matter how powerful our heroes are there's always going to be a villain and the that's problem more MC- cunning or powerful and the problem with the mcu already has actually created the greatest MacGuffin in the entire like series they created time travel so like they created it and they also created but in- is it time travel or multiverse no they created time travel but they also created oh uh eternal life 
they created eternal life. Everybody forgets that. During when they were testing the machine, they turned Bruce, uh, or was it uh, Bruce Banner? No, it was uh, Hank Pym. They turned Hank Pym. Or, in, no, Ant-Man, whatever the fucking Lang. name is. Yeah, Light Lang. They, they turned him into a child yeah. and back to an adult. And then they figured out time travel. It's just like, no, you created eternal youth, motherfucker. You just created a Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, who could probably wield the hammer. <laughs> like You could literally be a god through a fucking switch and and at, at any point if i hear anything in the marvel universe in the series the shows the movies that oh they died of cancer no you cured that you fixed that when you created the youth device <laughs> all right <laughs> what's funny scott even mentions that because um it's not a spoiler but scott's whole thing leading into the new ant-man movie was after endgame he just kind of stopped he was just like, not out of any sort of like, I'm done with this, but like, I saved the universe. I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing a book. I'm going to talk about it. He quit superheroing and just became a celebrity of his own accord. And like, Thank you, Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's literally what that came from. And uh, But what at one point, he's reading a portion of the book he wrote, and he was like, and then Captain America turned me into a baby. I don't know how I really felt about that. Should I be proud to be a baby? Would I now be Captain America's baby? You know, it's just it's kind of leading into it. So yeah, so he had conscious thought even as a youth. So he, so that's an interesting wrinkle if we want to get all nerdy with it. But like, they retain their knowledge yeah. when they get younger. Yeah, that's, that's you created a perpetual youth device. You're basically slapping God in the face. <laughs> like the There's light. only one God, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's very cavalier about meeting demigods and gods of the universe and been like, yep, I'm still a Christian. <laughs> There's only one God, ma'am. Territorially, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, we kind of found they, that they, out they, in they Love saw, and Thunder. Well, you saw that out in uh, uh, Moon Knight. Yeah. Hey, we saw two gods fighting. Yeah. Like, casually <laughs> ah cool hey i gotta grab the popcorn <laughs> i was just more flabbergasted by the little girl being like are you a fucking superhero and the other woman was like yes i am now and it's just like yes there's more women superheroes now than the one that just failed to earth <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i am now cool word <laughs> yeah i'm just like you gotta assume like all the other characters just hung up their shit like just like and i will have to say her character way cooler than captain marvel yeah. <laughs> i still do not like her series but which sucks because I, I like kate bishop mm-hmm. uh the new hawkeye she's cool because uh, she's planted in reality and, and i liked uh yeah the the female uh hero that was in moon knight i forget her name they only said it like once or twice right near the Rogers. very end uh yeah she was badass let's just do more with them and not captain marvel captain marvel annoys the piss out of me <laughs> But we're not here to talk about that. In fact, let's go ahead and get on into our main topic. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You're looking at the artwork for this show, done by the awesome David Hammer, by the way. Check him out on his Twitch, uh, as always linked in the episode description. But in the joys of um, Mike Judge kind of popping his head out from his fucking hole yeah. <laughs> that, that he hangs out in for like a decade at a time. Like every 10 years, Mike Judge pops his head out and goes, oh, hey, I got uh, I got some stuff to show you. Yeah. Shows it off and then goes, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> and then just disappears back in his hole for another fucking 10 years. Into the road tour. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it actually seems like he's loud and proud back in the public eye again because we've been getting the rumors and confirmations now of the new King of the Hill series. Uh, then we got the Beavis and Butthead movie that we discussed a few episodes ago. And now we're going to be discussing the new season that came out immediately after the movie on Paramount+. Plus. And apparently the show is getting really good like reviews because it's already been confirmed for a season two. And now these Paramount Plus exclusive episodes are now being aired on Comedy Central. Yep. I thought that was really cool when I was looking up the uh, episodes like on uh, Wikipedia. Mm. It was showing original release date and then original air date and i'm like no shit now they're actually getting played on tv so it did so well on streaming they're bringing it to television and confirmed the season two i think it's part of the comedy central paramount cbs kind of thing uh because paramount's kind of like an umbrella now for cbs um bet uh, comedy central and a handful of other networks that on television six kitty companies run everything it's (laughs) but like I can see them doing that because of the whole South Park thing, which is hasn't come to a head yet, but it is part of. I bet it's part of that. Um, kind of like a give and take type situation. Like, hey, we're letting you use these guys to make your stupid fucking movies, so let's, you know, give us Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, think about think about the world we live in right now. You can turn on Comedy Central and watch new episodes of Beavis and Butthead and South Park. Is this the 90s all over again, like the mid-90s? <laughs> yeah, but better. Yeah. but uh, And honestly, man, exactly what you said, I think this series is better than the original. Yeah. Because I've gone back and rewatched a handful of the old episodes, and there are some classic old episodes. Like Favorite one still is the Cornholio episode where Beavis is getting all jacked up on Volt Soda at their burger place. Cop comes in, and he's just like, is that dude speaking Spanish? Is he legal? And it just turns into a big thing where he gets taken to customs, and yeah. they're trying to figure out where, he, where, where is this guy from? Like, Lick titty caca, Nicaragua, Nicaragua. Just this constant back and forth, and they're taking it so earnestly. And the cops like genuinely care and want to get this possible illegal alien safely back across the borders. And but and Beavis is just giving them hell the entire time. Outside of a handful of those episodes, though, it it's funny. But the main hook of it and what made it great were the music video segments in between. Yeah, those were that. That's what Beavis and Butthead really was. It was a comments section before comments section. It really was. And those old episodes, you don't get the commentaries anymore because of licensing agreements. Yeah, it sucks. And all but like there, there, there are some. Uh, one of my favorite is the anthrax video and it's just ian scott bald with a long pointy beard Ian, yeah yeah scott Ian. but he's just fucking banging his fucking head and this is beavis is like damn that guy's dad must have really kicked his ass yes (laughs) (laughs) and and kind of maybe it's the same kind of worries you know when we heard about you know the king of the hill reboot is like all right beavis and butthead in 2022-23 how is that going to work? No one really does music videos anymore. And, you know, people are a lot more sensitive to quote unquote bullying and Beavis and Butthead were just kind of bullies toward these, you know, musical acts, except if it was something they really liked, which was one out of 10 videos. <laughs> so, you know, what are they going to do? And then they mentioned, Oh, well, they're going to do reactions to other YouTube videos and TikToks and stuff. And that could have went South way fast. It's fucking perfect, though. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. Well, so, they, I think Mike Judge took a kind of a page out of 
what happened to his series during the time of the internet age and it's yes. just like hey man did you ever see this and like you put it up on youtube and showed your buddy and then y'all talked about it and then like what the fuck and it's just like this is some terrible shit and that's you know that's what beavis about really worried was this guy's commenting on stuff and granted they are inept dumber and shit but i think i think it, it would have in hindsight, yeah, it does work, but I think it would have, like, even if you were told me, like, this year, Beavis and Butthead's, re- like, brand new Beavis and Butthead, like, this season never existed, I'm just like, yeah, they would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there wouldn't have been any controversy over it, because it's just two guys talking. Yeah. It's all, it always comes down to that, and as many YouTubers out there, where it's just two people talking about something they're heard, you know, it is nothing, it is, it is the... Beavis and Butthead is the template for the reaction video. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and but it's a cartoon. It's just Mike Judge telling people like, look at this dumb shit. Yeah, but but at the same time, everything you just listed was kind of like independent works. You know, their own blogs, YouTubers, Twitch streamers. Yeah, but that's all preambled by Beavis and Butthead. Exactly, but that's also not the mainstream. That's not what's shown on you know network television. That's what the niche audiences find on the internet. They're now bringing the internet commentary to 2022 23 and that was the thing i was worried about i was like are they all of a sudden going to get a little tame are they is are the teeth going to be gone are they going to be afraid to bite and no not really and i think it really comes down to when you really think about the commentary and the biting humor they do it's not too dissimilar to a south park no because South Park can get very bitey, very direct, and very bold, but it comes down to the writing. What are the characters saying? How are they saying it? And for something as stupid as a show as Beavis and Budhead, Mike Judge takes very careful consideration to write the jokes well. He sets them up well, and if the boys are going to say something completely idiotic, it's shown through the writing that they are dumb for thinking it. And I think it's just one of the things that kind of makes the series better, not just from a ho-ho-ho, silly shit standpoint, but just the writing overall, because Mike Judge is a fucking king. But they kind of kicked it off strong with the debut episode being escape room where they're just having to get through a fucking escape room. But in essence, they get trapped in a bathroom. (laughs) They're playing with tampons and everything else and digging through the uh, bathrooms and eventually make their way out and then take a shit in the escape room. (laughs) You know, it's no different than like what they could have done in an episode back in the day. Yeah. Instead of escape room, it could have been a laser tag place. Yes. Or like an arcade kind of place. You know what I'm saying? And the escape room part is the only modern thing in it. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just him being dumber and shit. Yep. And again, it's the the cutaways that really make this. Yes, because the two cutaways we had in this one was... um a lady named Mary Catherine uh, being accepted Hello, Mary Catherine. <laughs> being accepted into Dude, Harvard, Harvard, Stanson, Yale, Princeton, Brown, and more. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's absolutely fantastic because she opens up her uh, Harvard one and it says she's accepted and the mom's like giving her this huge hug and she's like, yeah, chuck her out, chuck her out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give her a fucking stone cold stunner. It's like, how do you expect to get into college if you can't beat your own mom's ass? <laughs> and they're just like, I'll leave I'll of the scream because the scream is ah like he was like ah like freaking the fuck out too. <laughs> yeah. they're just they're just fucking losing it it's yes. fucking perfect and then uh 
the second cutaway they had was for a TikToker named Skonvik. S-C-C-O-N-V-I-C-T, and which he is showing you how to make a prison tattoo using prison tattoo ink. It's a soot from a cracker box. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird southern accent that they're trying to pull off. It's just like it's a prison accent. It's a prison accent, it's Chris. A prison accent. What do you think he did to get in there? No, they just let his ass in. <laughs> they're like, you're going to commit a crime. Just go ahead and yeah. come on in. Oh, cracker box. And that, me and you, when that first came out, me and you just fucking ran with that shit. I'm telling you, dude. So, so again, this the uh, debut of the series was on August yep August 4th on like August 6th Chris and I were watching that part so many times and just laughing to ourselves we were crying yeah. <laughs> like it's honestly the hardest I've seen you laugh in a minute like but you like, were legit because I wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to review TikTok videos or just like like reels or something like that so them doing that really tames it up a notch plus tiktoks are very short yeah so it kind of goes into the music video they also do a music video too later on yes but uh but this the tiktok one just fucking blew me away it was great which yeah does lead into the uh part two of their episode of uh, the special one uh definitely the weaker of the two i definitely mm. like the escape room better than the special one uh essentially all it is is it's a singular a si- episode yeah. with beavis yeah so this is, this is kind of what I like about the new intro. It's a little bit more refined. We still get the wiggle lines and stuff, kind of like the old animators do. But the the flourishes around the, the borders and stuff, you know. And I do like a, uh, every now and then a good single episode with one character because we don't really know much about him other than they have the lesbian seagull teacher. Daria exists, and she's chilling. <laughs> and, like, that's it. That's really all we know about them. Other than that, they just hang out and watch TV all day and go to school. Yeah. I like, I like this because we get to see, like, hey, Beavis goes out on his own. Butthead does his own thing sometimes, and it's, it can go south yeah. very quickly. <laughs> and for his, he has a mental disorder, but even a flame talks to him. <laughs> Ever since he was three, which three-year-old Beavis is scary as shit. He's short of the corn looking motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I he's mean. Trying to, the flame is trying to tell him to better himself. Yes. And it's just like, run a mile. Uh, read Faulkner. You know, <laughs> Pick up the trash from the alleyway yes. and put it in the recycling bin. Yes. Yeah. Better yourself, Beavis, to make more like, fire. And he's just like, no, this sucks. <laughs> he fucking extinguishes the fire, goes inside. Um, and then, yeah, the... <laughs> the other cutaway. The other cutaway. Probably my favorite, honestly. Episode one wound mm-hmm. up having my favorite cutaway. And they do a commentary on a country artist named Kale Dodds. It's a song called I Like Where This Is Going. Now, number one, I actually have listened to the song outside of the commentary. Mm. It's a garbage song. Like, it is just grade A plastic, just run-of-the-mill country music. Bro country. Like, it's legit bad. So, I I appreciate them kind of ripping on this one a little bit. Folks, if you've not seen the video, it genuinely is kind of fucking weird. The the Reader's Digest quick summary version of the video is there's this heavier set guy sitting at a table, tries getting a date. Kale Dodds comes on over, starts talking shit about the way he's dressed, goes back to that guy's place, is like, try on some clothes for me. And he's just like giving him thumbs up, thumbs down, teaching him how to text, how to move, how to dance, all this. Takes him back out to the club. He's waiting there night after night after night at the very 
very end, this old girl is just walking through the club, trips. He runs over there, saves her, grabs the martini glass. She looks at him, smile. Kale Dodds kind of looks at him, gives him a wink. Fucking end of the video. And it's essentially just pull yourself together, act confident, you'll get the chick. Fine, whatever. I appreciate the, the message. The song hits differently if you play it with Goodbye Horses from Silence of the Lambs. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we were at Kale Dodds' house, and you happen to have clothes your size. <laughs> I know. I love. I love that one aspect. It's he like, just casually just walks up to this dude and like talks cash money shit to him. Oh yeah, and like, come, absolutely. Let's, let's go to your house and fix your ass up. Uh huh. That's that's fucking terrifying. And the, the, Beavis and Butthead hit it right on the fucking head too. This is like his one point. Butthead's just like, yeah, he like paid for his dinner and told him to go back to his house and change clothes for him. No, no <laughs> He's thing. grooming him. Yeah, but he, but he also says. <laughs> No such thing as a free dinner. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the dinner the? may be free, but there's always a price to pay. Yeah, it's like God damn! Like, you took a dark look at that real quick. It's not like those high school uh, PSA things mm. that uh, the health teacher would put on for you. <laughs> he may be nice and singy country music. He might even write you a song. He might even take you home and make you breakfast, but never accept a breakfast from Kale Dots. <laughs> But yeah, so if anything, that that was a really good one, simply for the fact that the, the Kale Dodds video was fucking great, eh? Uh, the following episode uh, was Boxed In, and this one was actually rather humorous. Uh, essentially, uh, in Van Dreesen's class, uh, Beavis keeps turning on this power drill. It's going in the uh, middle of the class, and... It's where the writing comes into play and is really good because just me saying that, it's like, okay, whatever. They push it to the extreme on the annoyance level because every time Van Driesen's about to speak, Beavis turns that thing off. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to put it down now. I'm putting Boy, it down. Guys, I'm trying to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Be- I just, Beavis. Yeah. Beavis. <laughs> like, they do that six fucking times. And finally, he walks over, grabs it from him, puts it in the desk. He's like, you can have this back at the end of the week. He goes, no, fuck that. And proceeds to try to steal it. And while sneaking back into the class, decides to get themselves trammed into a box to get snuck into the classroom when in reality the janitor who's listening to heavy metal music picks up the boxes loads them up and takes them downstairs and now the entire episode is the two boys trapped in a box in the basement of the school (laughs) which is still like could have been an episode from back in the day it really could have been and of course, there's a whole bunch of, you know, back and forth of them bitching at each other. You know, your ass is in my face. No, your face is in my ass. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to kick your ass all through this box. They try getting out, then it squishes them. They don't get out until the very next week when Van Driesen finally opens the box, thinking that they're the new school books. No more drawing mustaches and penises in the books class. Opens it up. It's the two of them totally weary. And instead of going, hey, let's get some food, let's get some water, Beavis immediately walks right over to that desk, opens it up, pulls the drill out, into the fucking dry erase board. (laughs) And um, the other cutaway in this one was an ASMR video. And it's, it, it, is a, it is a point in time for this because this would have freaked them out back in the day because it, they're kind of weird anyway. Yeah. But it's just like, it's Bob Ross. Yep. You, you could have done this back in the day with Bob Ross, which would have been fucking awful. <sighs> Beavis and Butthead talking shit on Bob Ross. <laughs> Butthead talking shit about Bob Ross. Yeah, Beavis, Beavis would have liked it. Beavis would have like s- slipped into senility and just <laughs> been like, 
yeah fucking trees <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah, that's a happy little tree the guy looks like an asshole fuck you my head i bet he fucks <laughs> <laughs> look at his hair though it's yeah. cool cool, cool. Looks, I bet he gets looks a, like mine i looks like he gets a lot of women <laughs> guess what guess what kids bob ross fucks bob ross watch fucks. the documentary <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's just a weird one. And this was a double episode. Like, this is two episodes that came out the yes. same day. Yes. And uh, the part two in this one was Beekeepers. I fucking love Beekeepers. I was going to say, this was the better one out of the two. Uh, they show up to a farmer's market thinking that they could just destroy glass in the parking lot. Uh, and then they find out Van Driesen set up his own little booth at the farmer's market and uh, selling his own fruits and vegetables. But his lady friend is selling honey for like fucking $20 a jar or some shit. Yeah, that's how, that's how much it goes. Yeah. And um, she's just like, oh, yeah, I mean. She has an apiary and everything. Yep, I, I just collect the honey and the bees do all the work. And all the boys here is bugs do work. We get money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go home and proceed to go to um, old Hank Hill, yeah. uh, his house. God. Hank Hill point one. <laughs> yes, Hank Hill uh, 0.5. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Uh, they go over to his place and he's just like, God damn wasp nest up in my garage. And they're like, we'll take care of the bees, sir. <laughs> Knock it down. And of course, they go through butthead and beavis get stung like motherfuckers taken inside the house they're kicking the box being like make honey you stupid motherfuckers it kind of reminds me of that dale dale and uh bill episode where they do the uh the uh the bee stings yes booth and it just goes horribly wrong and he's like i've done it 25 times you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) he's like i can't feel my left arm (laughs) you got bee venom in your goddamn blood you son of a bitch and uh in the process of kicking the box around the house they knock over a bottle of shampoo Mm. and realize that oh the bees finally made honey <laughs> so they scoop the shampoo into the bottle try selling it the farmer's market and of course fans reasons like no boys this isn't honey this is shampoo in which they still don't realize their mistakes they're like these stupid wasps made shampoo they're supposed to make honey they're dumb they're worthless and they bring it back home they're like well what are we gonna do and they open the box back up and it's just full of fruits and vegetables they're like these stupid fucking bugs now made vegetables whatever I was going to wash my hair at least since we had the shampoo and cut back to Van Treeson with his lady friend and open it up and a big old wasp nest is in their kitchen. Yeah, wasps, wasps is one of those things I don't give a fuck about when it comes to like exterminating a whole thing of something. It's already up there with mosquitoes and yeah. then when I was in school I found out they have no ecological value so I'm just like, yeah, burn them. Burn every <laughs> fucking one of them to the ground. <laughs> uh, a few episodes ago we talked about bad movie and TV tropes. Do you think this is one? What, bees? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I because think, bees and wasps are a pretty consistent trope of well, any kind. When it comes to the bee ones, I think it's good because it's just about educating people because it is true that a lot of the stuff they do show is true. Uh, I think getting attacked by fucking bugs is the trope, really. This is always like spiders or fucking ants. fire ants. Give them to me, Bobby. <laughs> They've been wanting me for 30 years. Yep. <laughs> but like, you know, like that's 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 where that comes in. Well, it's a trope that's kind of exhausted. Yeah. And uh, the cutaway on this one was uh, the boys reacting to another music video, this time Dynamite by BTS. A K-pop group. Yes. And Beavis 
is down for the K-pop group. Beavis loves his K-pop. And he's like, that's Kevin. He, uh, he don't take no shit. <laughs> he's just like, how do you know their mm-hmm. names? He's like, ah, I just hate them so much. I've learned their names. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Butthead's like, you know and what? I'm going to leave you to these guys. Um, Come back when you're like normal again. Leaves. And as soon as he leaves... Props to the animation department. Yeah. They did it just right. It wasn't over-exaggerated, but it wasn't too subtle. Beavis just slowly starts bobbing his shoulders one That's by right. one to the beat. And it's just it's so subtle and so fluid. I'm just like, yes, this is how I would imagine just Beavis sitting in this house listening to music. Just <laughs> it's like they're adding to the lore because they had the Beavis and Butthead dance yeah. where uh, Beavis is doing like karate moves and Butthead's like humping the air. Yeah. So it's like, now you got a new dance move. He's sitting yeah. on the couch, little. The occasional shoulder. like kick in the air. Yes. <laughs> so I dug that. And, uh, and it was good because they kind of took the idea of skewering uh, music videos, but kind of turned it on its head where it's like Butthead the entire time was like, this is dumb. This really sucks. And Beavis is like, I don't know, Butthead. This, this isn't too bad. Well, it kind of makes definitive stuff about the characters. It's like, yeah, Beavis has his own likes. Butthead has his own likes. And that's a big part of this whole season was a lot about Beavis. We get a lot of side stuff about Beavis. Especially in Doppelganger, which comes up later on. Yes, that's a really good one. Uh, but before that one, uh, Roof is in the next episode. A really great one. And uh, and I like this one because, as you were mentioning, a lot of these episodes kind of harken back to the original tone and attitude of the series. This felt like a very well-written old episode. The boys walk up to Mr. Anderson's house and he's like, Hey, boys, uh, I got me a package coming from the Amazon. Uh, I was wanting to know if you two boys wouldn't mind bringing it in the house for me that way them two uh, rowdy boys buck tooth and beaver don't steal it and it's just like yeah i got my hearing aid and i'm can't you can't do nothing without that and i got mercy here uh his new crystal ball uh, crystal bowl rather uh, you just gotta bring them in for me and just do that would you do it for me yeah all right well i appreciate you you boys are good and i'm like them buck tooth and beaver <laughs> And literally, as soon as he pulls away, uh, what were we supposed to do? <laughs> and like perfect timing, if Anderson had waited five seconds, Amazon truck drops off the two things. He's like, what are these for? Immediately throw the hearing aids in the trash. See the giant crystal bowl. And they're like, wow, this is beautiful. And Beavis is like, yeah, we got to smash it. And he's just and Butthead's like, no, Beavis. We, we've got to do better than that. Look at this beautiful bowl. How big it is. Let's throw it from the roof. <laughs> and this, this, you know, talk about tropes. This is a big trope, and not only not, you know, sitcom is getting stuck on the roof. Get stuck on the roof. Making repairs on the roof. This is this is straight out of like home improvement, like getting stuck on the fucking roof. Um, and. Not just that. It, uh, I kept imagining like stuff like Family Matters, where they're trying to like, trying to, like change a satellite dish or some stupid shit. Yeah. And, but that 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 is just fucking hilarious. The ladder falls, and now they're just stuck up there. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just like, you are only you're two stories up. It's not great, but I think you'd be okay. Like, well, logistically, you are, like, you are butthead in this scenario yeah. because he turns to Beavis and he's like, "You knock the ladder down. 
Well, go down there and get it, dumbass. <laughs> oh, actually, no. First, they don't even make it up the... Uh, le- that's what it was. So they're like, let's go get Anderson's ladder. So he does that butthead, climbs all the way up, and he's just like, all right, come on up with the bowl. So Beavis is like holding the bowl and like looking at the ladder, like puts his foot on it, trying to finagle. You see him kind of struggling and cuts back up to butthead's POV, and you see Beavis finishing climbing up. He's just like, where's the bowl? He's like, oh, it's down there. First, I was going to climb the ladders until it's kind of hard to climb without it. Then I was going to go back and get the bowl. It's like, no, you idiot. Go down there and get it now. You're supposed to bring it up and like through them fighting the ladder falls. And he's just like, well, go down there and get that ladder, Beavis. (laughs) Knocks his ass down there. Then he gets amnesia. And he starts. <laughs> that's when some of the best jokes of the episode come in because he falls, hits his head, and he's just like, "Whoa, who am I? Who are you?" He's just like, "Go down there and get the bowl, fart knocker." He's just like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "What's a bowl?" <laughs> and this, and it starts calling Butthead by like his other names. It's just like, "No, I'm fart knocker. You're asshole." <laughs> But it's just, I like that one because there was just a lot of good back and forth and just silliness between them. And uh, the video they commented on with this one was uh, Post Malone Circles. And I don't remember much in that one other than it seemed like he commented on like Post Malone seeming like he would stink or something along the lines. Or like, and he's like the dishwasher in our local pub or some shit. Yeah, he's like, he's, he works in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not much on the commentary, but the actual epi- episode itself in my opinion, kind of held it and made the cutaway not as important. Same thing with River. Another really great one where Beavis and Budhead realized that chicks like boats, so they wanted to get on the river and said that they had a boat so they could go get the chicks. And it's just the entire time them floating down a river and the stupid bullshit that happens to them on the way down, including Beavis getting his mouth hooked by a fishing line, which I don't know about you, but those are the things in TV shows and movies that make my butthole cinch up. Like, I can watch someone's head getting blown off. I can watch someone's foot getting cut off. Whatever. It's the little shit. Someone bends their fingernail backward. Someone stubs their toe really fucking hard. Or like that one where the fishing hook just goes through his fucking cheek. Dude, those are the moments that just make me wince so fucking hard. <laughs> I, had, I had somebody... Uh get a fish hook in my hand one time on the on the top of my hand ow fuck that dude and uh because i was sitting behind him and i was had my back turned and he went to go back and i had moved when he went back and it got stuck in my hand and he pulled and i was just like motherfucker ah, I've, been, no. I've been fingernails back all the time i try to keep them short but when i'm doing like when i was doing like wiring and stuff my fingernail would bend back yeah yeah but yeah, this no. one kind of reminds me of the bill Bill Boomhauer and Dale on the on the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is about like this is like the long version of that before they end up in the mental asylum. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because essentially that's what happens. They're just floating on a log down the river, and the entire time, the only motive is we hear the chicks up ahead. Let's keep paddling. Keep that's paddling. all the episode and they, is, and they slowly end up in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, they end up in the ocean. They think they see the boat up ahead, and Butthead's like, "We got, I got to start working out again." Starts doing these push-ups and shit mm-hmm. as they get banned from the pool <laughs> initially, and then um. Yeah, so in the middle of all that, he's like, yeah, it's probably a small boat, Beavis. There's probably not going to be any room for you, just me and all the girls, so we're going to leave you behind. And he's just like, uh, no, it's it's really small, butthead. Like, it's literally a model boat. <laughs> and that's kind of how they end the episode. They didn't end it with any sort of good resolution other than just 
yeah, Budhead, that's not going to work. I, I just could toss that up to one of the multiverse versions of Beavis and Butt, and this is one where they die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another really good one. So River may have not been as funny, but the new enemy. Oh, yeah. Fucking fantastic. In which they realize a bear a.k.a. raccoon, <laughs> is stealing their nachos, and the entire episode is them trying to catch the bear so they can kill it, and they are not successful. And I think, honestly, what just made me laugh about it the entire time is they consistently called the raccoon a bear. Yeah. For some reason, people calling animals by the wrong names make me laugh so hard. It's like that fucking viral video that was popular a few years ago with all the ducks in the yard and pans over to that fucking kid and he goes, look at all those chickens. <laughs> that video made me laugh so fucking hard and it's this has the same energy. Whoa, butthead, look, a bear. <laughs> it's like it's, it has that same energy and uh, I love it. It reminds me of those ones. Hey, hey my, and there's like two giant uh, moose. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, yeah, mooses. Yeah. Uh, fight, <laughs> my, fighting in a residential neighborhood and it's that guy from like Long Island. Ma, ma, there's these two deer out here. It's just like, <laughs> No, no, my, those are fucking megafauna biting the shit out of each other. (laughs) Might as well be a goddamn dinosaur. (laughs) And um, I also love how they decide that what they're going to do is instead they want a bear trap because Mm -hmm. they're like, well, how do we catch a bear? We get a bear trap. (laughs) They don't have a bear trap, but they fill up this kiddie pool full of like industrial glue and sprinkle nachos on it. And the fish, like goldfish bulb brains of theirs, as soon as they sit down laying the trap, Butthead goes, I'm hungry. Why don't you go in there and get us some nachos, Beavis? He's just like, yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, we're out of nachos. He's like, get some from the other thing. And as soon as he reaches in, he gets stuck. Then yep. Butthead gets stuck. And then it's them walking through the neighborhood as this like mutant swimming pool nacho glue mess. And it kind of turns into like a turtle. Yes. <laughs> trying, trying, to get, trying to move. And Mr. Anderson, while seeing that up ahead, drinking his nightly beer in the alleyway, Hank Hill .5, <laughs> sees that up ahead goes i think that's a bear <laughs> and sprays them with bear mace because yeah. he can't see <laughs> can't hear either because he doesn't have nah. his fucking hearing aids <laughs> and uh the cutaways in this one you actually get two of them uh the camellia cabello don't go yet uh yeah, which the, was a music video yeah. and i think this one was the one where he was really pissed off about firemen because there's like fire in the background. And it's also there's like neon lighting. Yeah. That's streaking across. And he's just like, where's the goddamn fireman? Well, he's just like, I don't like firemen. They're yeah. bullshit. And Beavis and Butthead's like, why? Like, what What did firemen ever do to you? He goes, they're bullshit. They don't even start fires. Yeah. He's like, I was mad. When I was young, I started a fire. And they called the firemen. And I'm like, whoa, this is cool. It's a bear fire. And guess what they had? Take a wild guess. Water! They had water! It just like loses his fucking mind. He's just like, yeah. fuck firemen and fuck their water. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other one that the other cutaway they had was a YouTube Institute of Human Anatomy of Will and Cow's Eye Bounce. Yes. So they, they actually have a, an actual cow's eye. And it's one of those like, uh, 
what is this? I'm trying to remember the like, trick shot guys. It, yeah. This is what it seemed like a trick shot thing. But now they were just talking about the anatomy of it, and they're just casually just watching it. They're not really saying much. And yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what you do. You don't really say much on that. Yeah, and they're like, this is this is weird. Yep. This is a little weird. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just move on. And, um, yeah, the following clip was uh, the doppelganger. Yes. Another Beavis solo episode. Yeah, he meets a guy who looks like butthead from behind. Yes. Um, and it's pretty... It actually is pretty interesting. Well, he's, he's like he's that guy who's like super friendly, yeah, to the point where you can't escape the conversation. And as socially fucked up as Beavis is, he cannot get out of this. He's like, oh yeah, man, that's real cool, cool. Hey, yeah, yeah, we'll go. We'll, yeah, I'll drop you off as soon as uh, let's let's get over here real quick before before we go. And it was always, hey, let's head over here first, or let's head over here first. It's like shopping with a fucking maniac. He's just like, no, we got to stop here first. And I, <laughs> well, well, let's see what they got. And yeah, it's just yeah. like. I had a plan today, and you ruined it. Hey, man, it. you seem to really like heavy metal, right? You like Metallica? Cool, let's go to the guitar store. It's like, he's like I, made, I wrote this song. <laughs> yeah, he's it's like, like, it's called Enter Exit Sandman. Yeah. You want to hear it? Come on, bro. I know you want to hear it. Let, let's, let's jam. Let's jam. You've got that total metal voice, dude. Sing along with me. Exit night. Enter light. Yeah. <laughs> We're off to forever, ever land. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like a just the douchiest motherfucker, and it kind of makes Beavis be like, "Hey, butthead's okay." Then. <laughs> he's just like, "No, call me." No, actually, that's the next one where he's, he gets really fucking mad at him. But yeah, he gets back home and he's just like. It, what sold him the entire time he was so pissed off he's like no i want to meet my friend i need to go to the quickie mart stop fucking around i'm ready to go you're being annoying he's just like all right man yeah i totally feel you let's just go you're right man let's just go let's go he's like yeah let's go and finally he drops him off leaves him he's just like all right bro i really appreciate you hanging out with me today we gotta do it tomorrow fist bump he's like what He's like, come on, dude, fist bump. He's like, I don't know. He's like, come on, bro, you know what a fist bump is. Makes him like fist bump. He's like, oh, that's that's, that's cool, that's cool. Goes home to Budhead, who's immediately accosting him. Where the fuck were you, fart knocker? He's like, what? I met this really cool guy, and he, and he showed me like this really cool handshake. And he's like, and he goes to do it, and you see Budhead just like rearing back to punch him. He's like, oh, cool, you already know it. Whack! <laughs> And again, it's the writing in the show. It's like that, that, the whack <laughs> timing of it was perfect. And uh, the cutaway on that one was uh, a TikTok of uh, this chick, Heidi Levon, called How to Shake Your Meat. Yes. <laughs> in which they pers- they just devolved into just singing about beating your meat. Yep. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. <laughs> and uh, I-, I wish I could remember the. Um, the breakdown Beavis digs. He's just like, one, two, three, four, beat your meat on the dance floor. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Five, six, seven, eight. It's just, it started doing like cheerleader things with that, just singing along to beating your meat. I know someone in the discourse probably just going to be like, yeah, it was this, you idiot. They're actually parodying a song. <laughs> or were they actually? I thought they were actually singing a song. No, they were singing a song. Yeah. I don't know what it is, though. Oh, well. And on here, it doesn't have it, so it doesn't matter. The next episode answers, what happens if Butthead were to get medicated? Well, no, if he was supposed to take his actual medication, because he never does. Yeah. (laughs) But he gets, uh, 
so it opens up in the um, counselor's office. He's just beating the shit out of Beavis. And they're just like, yeah, you got to work on your anger management. But it's like, yeah, Beavis, work on your anger. <laughs> um, gives him his pills, his happy pills, essentially. And all of a sudden turns into like this goody goody two shoes, like little bitch boy. <laughs> well, the thing is, he takes like a whole like a whole day's worth yes or months worth almost because he's just downing these fucking pills eating them like snacks yeah like and like what the fuck like it is it's basically riddling yeah and like it zones him the fuck in and you think about this it's like yeah he would have just became that dude that he met earlier <laughs> yeah yeah man let's we'll go as soon as i do this yeah <laughs> And he's like starting to be nice to Vandresa and everything. He's like, no, Beavis. Vandresa's trying very hard to teach him. The least we could do is show him the respect he deserves. And Beavis just fucking loses He's it. like, no, no, stop it. Call me an asshole. He goes, why do you want me to do that? Is there something bothering you, Beavis? You know I'm always here for you, buddy. I'm your friend. <laughs> because that Stockholm syndrome is, you know, hidden and it's just like, no, no, abuse me, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and essentially it's just like, no, I'm gonna kick your ass, butthead, and just starts beating him up, and eventually he does something like he punches him in the stomach hard enough that like he starts puking up all the pills. And he looks at me, he's like Beavis, you fucking asshole. I'm going to beat your ass until you can't sit. And, like, the biggest smile goes on Beavis's face as he's like, just starts wailing on him. He's like, yeah, he's back. <laughs> Which also does, again, good writing kind of show the kind of fucked up relationship that Beavis and Butthead have together. Like, Beavis is very codependent on the uh, yeah. Stockholm abuse that he's getting from Butthead. And Butthead just sees himself as the highest alpha superior where mm. beavis may actually be a little bit smarter than butthead realizes and uh the cutaway on this one was Alyssa's animal sanctuary and I honestly don't remember what they talked about on that one i think they just kind of went off and just kind of started talking shit on something random that didn't really account to anything and uh, I was kind of hoping they were going to do more of these for this next episode. Uh, it's called Home Aid, in which it actually opens with a uh, smart Beavis and smart Butthead that we saw from the movie. And they go, greetings, Earthlings. I am smart Beavis and smart Butthead. What were to happen if our heroes never went to SpaceX program and got launched into the current year of 2022? What if they lived their lives normally throughout the 90s? What would they be today? Let's find out. And you find out they're just fat fucks that just live in a rundown, shitty apartment in the middle of Highlands and yeah. Butthead siphons off the government. <laughs> yeah, they both do. Yeah, and that's that's the whole point of this one is because it's homemade. It's it so they collect a check of some sort. Well, yes. eventually it runs out because Beavis, it's some version of unemployment. Yeah, and so Beavis would have probably these odd jobs and get let go, and would collect unemployment. Well, he's he's the breadwinner of that place because Butthead probably gets disability or yeah. some stupid shit. Because he's in a scooter. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they force it. He, he's forced to go work for people who can't work. Yeah. And he's tasked to take care of Butthead. It's going to help with your self-esteem. My self-esteem? <laughs> My self-esteem? <laughs> it all came out to like because he had to run out and get beer money. Yeah. That's all it was. They ran, they ran out of beer money. It's just like, sell more blood. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. They 
They told me I couldn't last time. <laughs> well, it's just like another part of this was, you know, he had to come in and clean his house. Yeah. And he's like, don't move that pizza box. That's a good pizza box. Don't do that. No, don't do that. You'll call me Mr. Butthead. He's like, I'm not doing that. He's like, yeah, then I'm going to get you fired. And call both that. of us aren't going to get money. I'm doing this for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not, you abusive prick. And uh, yeah, so this is more or less a day in the life episode of how horrible they're treating each other, even after all these years. And uh, you got a, a videos for JoJo uh, called Worst and uh, a YouTube cutaway from Stargirl and the Practical, Wit- Practical Witch in which they consistently just make fun of this girl yeah. for thinking that she can do magic, <laughs> magic through television. Well, it's just like it's like an ASMR video, but it's just like you know, talking about crystals and shit like that and tarot yeah. cards. <laughs> It's like this girl's dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I really don't remember anything they had to say about the uh, JoJo video. Uh, virtual stupidity, though. The next episode, pretty fucking good. They see a virtual reality headset in the mall, decide they want to try it, but instead of actually putting on a virtual reality headset, they just put on sunglasses. Yep. And proceed to walk through the mall, terrorizing everyone and everything. Yeah. And just fuck shit up. This and reminds me of Butters when he does the virtual reality with Cartman. And Cartman creates the first, the, I got the new Oculus. And he's like, oh my God, it's so real. Hey, Dad. Wham. <laughs> oh my God. The virtual reality is so real. I felt like I could feel I his feel balls, balls against my, my fist. <laughs> No, and that's that's very much the energy this episode had going through the mall. And my favorite bit, this is what made uh, me and my girl bust out laughing again, rewatching the episodes where they were like, hey, let's walk up to that guy. Maybe he'll give us a side quest. And it's like this guy like serving samples or like giving away samples at the soap store. And he walks up. He's like, hello, gentlemen. Would you like to try some new soaps? He's like, no, but give us a mission to kill someone. He's just like, um... I don't know what you mean, but these soaps are a nice, fine... <laughs> but it just goes, on. how do you skip this conversation? <laughs> He's like, excuse me? And they're like just waving their hands in front of his face. He's like, skip, skip. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, I wish I could do that in real life. Like, just wrap up this conversation. Skip, skip. <laughs> just get really high one day and go to the milestone and do that to somebody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? Why are you poking me in the chest? I'm trying to skip this conversation. <laughs> trying to skip the dialogue. Let's just get back to the mission. And um, and then they decide, oh, yeah, we're in. Like, they decide that they figure out they leveled up because they went upstairs in the mall. And they're like, what level are we on anyway? Well, it says here we're on level two. <laughs> so we've leveled up. I think we can actually hijack a car. <laughs> so they go to steal a car, get themselves in the fucking hospital. Oh, yeah. And they're like, How, we've gone too far. How do we restart this level? We've messed up too much. Like, oh, we just have to die. They're literally throwing themselves into ongoing traffic. <laughs> Imagine. Just imagine you're driving through a parking lot and you see these two teenagers throwing themselves in front of your fucking car to be hit. As you're getting out of the car worried about one kid, one that's been hit already is crawling himself up to your car and smashing his head in with your car door. Well, it kind of reminds me of that kind of situation from uh, Tucker and Dale. Well, officer, you won't believe this. These kids are trying to commit suicide on my property. (laughs) (laughs) He just threw himself an old Woody over here. (laughs) He he threw himself in front of my car. (laughs) You won't believe. 
And then they wake up in the hospital, put the sunglasses back on, see that same guy, and decide they're going to whip his ass. <laughs> End of episode. And again, that's just what's also been really nice about these is they really do just feel like the classic shit. Like, this is, if, if you know what, if virtual reality had been around in the 90s, this would have been an episode. And uh, the cutaways on this one was uh, voice lessons on how to get a smooth voice, which you kind of find out that Beavis kind of has a singing voice you're learning more and more about the boys it's like huh wonder if at some point there would be an episode where beavis tries to start a band where he's like actually the only talented one like he's only singing and it's in cornholio mode (laughs) he starts a a death metal band kind of like a a timmy from south park yeah yes See, I, look, man, you need to get on the writing staff. We like that. Uh, and then the following episode is Locked Out, in which... Um, so you get locked out of the house. And so eloquently put by Beavis, well, but has asked him, why can't we get inside? He's like, oh, I locked the door. He's like, why did you do that? He's like, well, there's usually someone here, and we just got a knock. Someone's going to let us in. He goes, we're both out here, dumbass. He goes... Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And he's like, so where's the key? He's like, oh, I left it inside. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny is because like, I'm kind of, I, kind of, I always got to wonder like how they could be locked outside where the windows are always open <laughs> are always fucking One up. is always broken open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always open. There's always duct tape or some shit around the rim. <laughs> Which actually is wind up the, being their first idea was just break a window and jump on in. And which <laughs> I love my girl because she, she tries to think past the boys. And I'm like, no, you're thinking too smart. You can't think that smart. They break the window. Butthead's forcing Beavis to go in. And you've got that really tall shard that's about to cut him in the nads. And she goes, well, why don't they just kick that piece of glass in? I'm like, no, 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 babe. You don't understand. That's just how it is. If, they, it's, if it's there, they can't change it. <laughs> if they were smart enough to do that. They wouldn't have locked themselves up. So. <laughs> yes. So their their forethought is not there to kick down the extra little piece of glass is for it to not cut them in the balls. But instead, both proceed to get cut in the balls. And of course, Butthead gets cut in the balls because he's like, dumbass, you're not doing it right. Do it like this. <laughs> and the big wrap up to this is they lie to Mr. Anderson and tell them that um, uh, someone ran off with uh, his garden hose or his rake or something. He gets in his truck to drive off as he tries to wrap the uh, chain around the front of the doorknob. Mm. And he goes, put this around the handle. Put this around the handle. He does not put it around the handle. Thinks he doesn't have enough room to reach the handle because he's run around a tree with it twice. And goes, well, this is a handle. And puts it on the water hose spigot. (laughs) So Anderson goes driving off. Which, by the way, props to fucking Chevy and these fucking... uh, Or the Ford or whatever the fuck truck he's got. That thing ripped the tree out from the ground. And ripped an entire goddamn wall off their house. (laughs) In which they go... This actually looks cooler. This is badass. And sit on their couch with water just going everywhere yeah, as a, Anderson gets pulled over by the cops. In a condemned house. In a condemned <laughs> house. <laughs> that the government helped put back together exactly the way it was to keep them silent about interdimensional travel. Mike Judge has done a lot for this show over the last few years, guys. <laughs> He's put a lot of lore and world building into a few episodes. 
And uh, <laughs> with this one, uh, the cutaway was Tones and I, Cloudy Day. And yeah, in which um, Butthead just proceeds to explain why he thinks it's a very dumb video and Beavis actually enjoys it again. Yeah. <laughs> he has we, his own taste. He has his own taste outside of Butthead and his um, ignorance. Uh, the next episode wound up being a pretty interesting one because it's the very first time we see someone from the old cast outside of Van Driesen and the neighbor sh- uh, Anderson show up. With uh, Kidney, you get a glimpse into old Beavis and old Butthead again, and you get to see, um, what's his head, old um, uh, Stuart. And they find out that Stuart is willing to donate a kidney so that Beavis can live. Still wearing a winger shirt. Still wearing a winger shirt. Uh, Stuart Stevenson. Yes. And the boys still could not give a fuck about Stuart. Stewart's literally trying to lay his life on the line for these guys. So, so this is a weird trope that I take personally because I had a kidney transplant. Yes. I lost a kidney. Speak on. In the in the King of the Hill episode where they get Dale's kidney because for some reason they sign off on it on like a power of attorney kind of thing, which is not what that is a part of. The fact that if you needed a kidney, right, and I said, yeah, I could donate a kidney to you. Yeah, that's great and all. Dude, that takes a lot of fucking testing to make sure that shit matches up right. On the off chance the blood type's the same, cool. That's that's fantastic. Mine is like less than 10% of the planet on blood type. So I had to wait a long time. Type zero. Type uh, uh, O negative. Um, that's literally, the, yeah, that's, that's my blood type, type O negative. Nice. Uh, I know that's what the yeah. band was named after, but like to yeah. to actually have that their cover blood of type. "Summer Breeze" is fantastic because <laughs> uh, I had that album. <laughs> but uh, but no, so like that's just one thing. There's like seven other markers you got to do, and that takes time. A lot of goddamn, even on like the emergency end, which they wouldn't have done that for Butthead. First of all, oh but oh, Butthead, old Beavis, old Beavis, yeah. yeah, yeah. He had to hold his bladder, and both his kidneys just exploded. Yep. That's not what happens. Fun fact. If you hold your piss in, you're just going to piss. You're literally just going to piss yourself. Yeah, because the entire time Bud has just like, you're not going to pee. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. You're going to piss yourself. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to hold it. They're both holding it. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, the first of all, old Beavis. Drake's beer eats nothing but pizza and smokes. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, we got, we'll got, we get you on the table as soon as possible. They're like, no, motherfucker, you're going to be on dialysis, period. You <laughs> fucked yourself up. You fucked yourself up. And the fact that a winger here was able to give him a kidney is both astonishing and ridiculous because the way winger looks, he's a little obese, he's a lot older, and they're not going to take his goddamn – they wouldn't take his fucking kidney to begin with because he'd probably develop hardcore, if not – he already had diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they're not going to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, this, like, it, it, that's, that's another trope, but it's a like very rare trope and stuff. Yeah. That I see. I'm just like, y'all didn't talk to anybody about this. <laughs> y'all just, y'all just went fucking balls out. Like, people can replace kidneys like batteries. <laughs> but the great thing about it is, like, after that, though, Stuart finally gets his come up or finally gets his moment because it's like, constantly Beavis Butthead have been giving him shit his entire life. Now, he gets to hold over Beavis being like, we're blood brothers. 
we 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 share where i am inside you now beavis it's some weird stewardship uh-huh it's just like i you know i'm we are together forever and beavis is like oh fuck no we're not <laughs> and when she proceeds let's see the 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 synopsis says he mentions the beavis he can't drink too to the surgery and beavis goes fuck you and chugs a bottle of wine causing his kidney to burst once again <laughs> selling him that his kidney sucked and um it's uh yeah that's because like it sucked <laughs> and shocked stewards just like uh he and it says i can barely read this the sentence is structured structured where it says and takes the clip off his oh he takes a clip off his song that he was holding uh to go pee and uh, and shocked a uh, steward asked if anyone cool can give them a kidney and then end of phase and they did a uh, tyler the creator see you again as a yeah. cutaway that's over <laughs> when he ripped out rips out the fucking gather yeah i'm just like first of all that's damn near impossible uh, a little anatomy lesson after this show i'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but like god damn how dumb are they? this reminds me of, this, like, like i said it reminds me of the king of the hill episode where dale gives his kidney to john force the yeah. fucking driver and he's like oh he likes one can of mountain dew a day it's so like first of all if you get a kidney you don't fucking drink mountain dew that shit's fucking <laughs> terrible for you that shit will give you kidney stones <laughs> I never even liked Mountain Dew. Like, it I was did. nasty. I did. They changed the flavor. That's why I like Surge. Yellow, yellow. And uh, the next episode, not a lot happens. The good deed. Uh, essentially, Beavis and Butthead try to do a good deed by replacing the punch for the school dance with insect repellent as they think it's an aphrodisiac. Yep. <laughs> so they're just trying to get everyone laid and they, yeah. End up causing a school-wide chemical poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so not too much happened in that yeah, episode. Yeah, later in, it's not, there's not much going on. Yeah, in the middle of the season, not much happened. Uh, the videos uh, was a fall asleep story for, with a male voice, and of course they go right the fuck to sleep. And a video by Benet um, featuring Gus Dapperton. I don't even remember that video. <laughs> uh, the next episode, though, was pretty good. Uh, two stupid men, uh, middle-aged Beavis and Butthead, fulfilled their civic duties as jurors, and which is basically the plot of two angry men, but with Beavis and Butthead. The entire time, they're just they're, not they're, agreeing they're with just anyone. As, they're just as bad as Bill Dotrieve. Yes. Because to quote Bill Dotrieve, we did our civic duty and gave that man the death penalty. And Hank's first response is, that's not your duty. Your duty is to find him guilty or not guilty. Oh. Well, well, we, well he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Did you look at the evidence, you fucker? <laughs> but I love how the entire time, uh, out of sure ignorance, they're just like, yeah, not guilty. Yeah, guilty. But wind up being right. Mm. Like the entire time. And even that one girl's like, oh my God, they were right the whole time. It's a good thing we had them on this team. Like they always wind up getting such praise for being mm. ignorant. <laughs> and the videos on this one was Cardi B's WAP. <laughs> and uh, how and Zip Tied to a Tree by YouTuber Nicholas. Spelled N I C H E L L E L A U S. Nicholas. Uh, but yeah, no, th- I remember that one being one of the better one from the middle of the season. Oh, when they're doing, the, they're doing the, uh, the rap video. It's fucking hilarious. I was waiting for them to do that one because that's like the biggest one of the year. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then uh, following that one, you had Freaky Friday, uh, where Beavis and Butthead mistakenly think that they have switched bodies after getting beaten they up. They just look at each other and think of total fucking stereotypes. That's all they do. And they, yes. And it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> they, they, they were talking shit in the Quickie Mart. This guy comes up, fucking bashes their heads together. But in the process, the door of the... Um, Refri- yeah, the refrigerator door is open, so they think they're looking in a mirror when they yeah. both stand up and look at each other through the glass <laughs> and proceed to just immediately start roasting each other by acting like one another, <laughs> wearing each other's clothes, everything else. And it's honestly just a good episode yeah. of just the stupidity that they'll do. And uh, on this, uh, the video they had with this one was Olivia Rodrigo uh, called Driver's License, in which I think they proceed to talk about how they could never get their driver's license. I haven't seen them on Comedy Central yet, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm curious if they've left that content in there. That would be interesting. Because, you know, Paramount probably owns it in perpetuity just because it's, you know, streaming content. But I'm kind of curious if they've actually have it on the episode or they just cut it out. You know, that is that is interesting. I, I'd be curious on that. And uh, with the next episode, they actually kind of turned the tables on the boys. Uh, This is a fun episode. Yes, called Weird Girl, in which this time Beavis actually has a crush, but he's not the one giving the crush. There's a girl crushing on him, and she will will do anything for Beavis. Yes, and Beavis does not want a part of her. Yeah, and she... (laughs) burns the goddamn school down yeah because she found out that he likes fire yeah so she's gonna burn it <laughs> uh her name wound up being uh glennis um and yeah she 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 was just the typical weird little girl like she and at the very end she even fogs up the police car window and writes i heart you in the window but and, and, and it goes right over his goddamn head yep butthead then misinterprets her heart as a butt and this time mistakes the you for a head so he and beavis thinks that she wants butthead <laughs> So, uh, and then but but has complained. He's like he could have scored with her. But claims he what uh, he isn't bothered since there's so many other chicks that want him, and no chicks want Beavis because he's a weirdo, <laughs> constantly cutting the old boy down. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the video in this one is um, a YouTube clip from T- MTV's "How Far Is Tattoo Far." That show is fucking insane. If folks have not seen it, we ought to, we could do an entire episode on how far is tattoo far. I w- I don't know how much of it is staged. I don't know how much of it is fake. But it is the weirdest fucking show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's probably just a combination of both. It's just like, hey, we're gonna pay you money to come on the show to get a weird tattoo, and you're gonna, you know. It's like Jerry Springer with tattoos. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. (laughs) And um, this next one is called Time Travelers, in which (laughs) they cross back and forth across the state line into the mountain time zone and think they're traveling through time. I giggled at this one because I do this. Yeah. I do this. When I transfer over into a different time zone, I'm like, whoa, we travel time, dudes. So for the fact that they think that they could immediately transfer time just by going over the time zone is just a, a very whimsical and just nice episode. And like, this is a, like, it's a stupid plot hole. But like, they had to drive a fuck ton to go through mountain time. They live in Texas. Yes. We've established that. Yeah. They were able to get on a log or a little boat 
on a river that bleeds into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Southeast to Texas, there's Corpus Christi, Houston. To go through mountain time zones from the southeast coast of Texas to meet that is like 400 miles. Yeah, because uh, Vandreese's <laughs> class is on a field trip to the west, as he explains to them. As 400 they, miles away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and they pass a nearby state line, which is mountain time zone, uh, which is one hour from their own, uh, one hour off of their own. Uh, Beavis and Butthead asks if that means that they can time travel, and despite Vandreese clarifying it's just a time zone change, they think that it is time travel. They immediately split from the class and go to a road sign uh, and walks into the gas station grab some hot dogs proceed to walk out while they're eating it the convenience store owner tells them they have to pay but it explains they're from the past but will pay him in the future when they have money <laughs> and they go to they go to the sign fall first of all they fall into like a ravine yes pick themselves up and walk back toward the gas station and there's like a i think it was like two women or something like that. and when they return there's like two women and two guys and yeah. it's just like we've gone too far <laughs> They think that, that, that those two women they left behind got married. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, it is good, though. It's just a constant. They're just walking in a circle and different shit happening each time, thinking they're jumping dimensions in different time zones. Uh, the videos they comment on this one was uh, Jacob Satoris, uh, Chapstick. Don't remember that. And then uh, the other one was Diving with Bull Sharks, a YouTube clip. <laughs> Um, then the following episode was Spiritual Journey. This was actually a whole episode. This was no two parts. This is yes. straight up one episode where they found the Jesus nacho. Yes. Uh, Beavis sees the face of Jesus in a nacho chip and sending him on an epic journey to seek the answers of the big question, which is, why do I never score? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it honestly is just kind of a big back and forth and this, that, and the other. And um Beavis asks uh, a rabbi uh, and asks him to tell him the story of Iron Man. And the rabbi begins recapping the entire story of Tony Stark, much to Beavis's chagrin. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's honestly just a very weird episode. But it, again, it's not a two-parter. Like, they take up the entire 20 minutes to do this episode. Um I'm not even seeing... Oh, yeah, they do quite a couple videos in this one. Uh, I think, the, honestly, the best one, though, is the YouTube clip of the New Zealand girl eating 10 Big Macs. Yeah, they're watching a mukbang. Yes. <laughs> Which are weird videos to begin with. You know, you like what you like. But, like, I, I had heard about this, like, four years ago. Right. What that was. And I'm just like, that's a thing? And then, you know, quickly, within, like, a span of a millisecond, I'm like, of course it fucking is. <laughs> Like, well, it's, it's people who eat large amounts of food <laughs> and people just like watch it. It's like an ASMR video, or like a Bob Ross painting. It's just like, yeah. that's their thing. That I'm, it's so fucking, it's called sensual eating. That's what it means. It's so weird. Yeah. A mukbang. No, thank you. <laughs> hey, you like what you like. And I, but no like, judgment here, except Alex. He, yes. he kink shames like a I will kink shame you. Yeah weirdo <laughs> but uh, the, the good ps to this one though is at the very end they're eating nachos outside the maxi mart again and as butthead is eating he sees a chip that has satan on it immediately ignores it and just eats it yep. <laughs> he's like nope <laughs> the next episode was called refuse service and uh this with- is kind of a callback to the the cornholio episode yep they're working back at burger world again and they just decide that 
they're just not going to serve anyone. Well, they found out they can refuse service. Yep. And they just refuse service to literally everyone. They're like, no. And the whole episode is just him telling them no, because he's creating a work environment that he's not happy with. But he doesn't clarify that he's not happy with. All he says is, you're creating a work environment. <laughs> which is supposed to be an unsafe work environment but yeah. he's like no you're just creating a work environment and we we don't like this <laughs> um yep and then eventually their uh bosses show up and tell them that they have to do their job and say their job sucks and leave as police arrive to the scene <laughs> skirting some- all responsibilities leave- once again leaving someone else to hold the bag the the manager boss ma'am yes once again uh olivia rodrigo's video good for you is in this along mm-hmm. with a, a youtube video of unboxing human skulls yeah, another, um, they're, they're kind of hitting like that weird niche of what they would have missed, like unboxing videos, yeah, eating videos, or something, you know, some kind of like how-to video and stuff like that. You know, just random shit you find on YouTube during like a, just a scroll through some weird algorithm thing. <laughs> I want to be there. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the conference room when they're just like trying to pitch what which one they're going to watch. Yeah. Because you know they had to blow through like hundreds of these. Oh my god, dude! Absolutely. Or like music videos, or hey, which ones are we allowed to do? You know, which songs? You know, which music videos are we allowed to cover? Should we do like a variety of rap and country and rock? Because I don't remember any rock ones. No. But it was just like what's popular now, and it was like BTS or you know Korean boy bands and stuff like that. <laughs> and crack a box. <laughs> and the next one is a brilliant episode called Downward Dumbass in which uh, Beavis decides to try on some yoga pants, which immediately is so compressing a type upon his junk, he can no longer feel his junk. And when he looks in the mirror, cannot see his junk, thus has concluded his junk is now missing <laughs> and cannot get the yoga pants off. <laughs> yeah, this, this is one of those weird like uh, clothing tropes where it's just like, I can't get this goddamn bracelet off or I can't get this fucking jacket <laughs> off. I remember one, there's an actual YouTube video of a girl who put on like, I want to say like 30 shirts and she starts to panic because she can't get the shirts off and they have someone try to help her and they can't get the fucking shirt off. Oh my God. No. And they were like expensive, like Abercrombie shirts. And she's like, they were just stacked on top of each other and she She's like, it's getting really hot. It's getting really hot. I'm I'm getting anxiety just thinking about but that. But like, the, her arms got stuck, kind of like in a, a, a Christmas story with the little boy in the jacket. Yeah, she just, she just got stuck, and then like she can't move her arms, so now she can't take the shirt off, and like panic sets in because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is also gonna be a joke, and I'm just like, you're gonna die in those shirts. <laughs> you're gonna die because of a prank. And uh, the very next episode, because there wasn't any cutaways in this one, uh, but the very next episode was The Most Dangerous Game, in which Beavis and Butthead try to make each other pee their pants by putting their hands in warm water. First of all, the title alone, Most Dangerous Game, yes, which is about a man hunting another man. And this is the, what they attributed it to, was just like... Who's going to go to sleep first? Yeah, this whole, like, my I'm not going to blink, stare down, and it's just like, no... You're gonna piss first. And it's just like, <laughs> God damn it! Like this is what you, this this people use this title a little too much, but damn it, fucking fits. Yeah, they literally just find out that you can prank someone else by putting their uh, hand in warm water if they're asleep and make them piss themselves. And which they immediately claim they're gonna do that to each other, and then realize, well, that can't happen if we can't go to sleep, motherfucker. <laughs> so the entire episode is them just trying to keep themselves awake at home, at school 
everywhere. And as soon as one slowly starts falling asleep, you see the other one just a bowl appear out of nowhere, and he's just slowly about to put his hand in. Oh, damn it! I've ever I've ever heard of anyone doing this. But, no, know, I mean, but it's like one of those like wives well, trope. Yeah, it's a trope. <laughs> but it's just like it, that's that's the thing. And all I can think of is like that and the uh, punching someone on uh, a person's right side below the peg, right around the abdomen, yeah. to make them throw up. <laughs> and it's just like that's real. That's straight up real. But like the bowl, the hand of the water. I'm just like just pour water on them and tell them they pissed themselves. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? You pissed my you pissed on yourself. <laughs> and then the very last segment of these new episodes is titled The Bone Hunters. In which they find a chicken bone outside in the garbage and decide that it is a dinosaur bone and proceed to make a very, very, very poorly made dinosaur in their backyard and charge people to come look at it. This is a Hank Hill trick. Remember this? Yep. Where he tries to put fake chicken and put chicken bones out there to piss off that. Basically, I think it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, there's chick that there's fucking artifacts in his yard and shit. And I'm just like, this is a callback to fucking King of the Hill. Yeah. But uh, the reason I think it's funny right now is because I just found out. So you've heard of like secret menu items and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So apparently, KFC has this weird rule: if you order an eight piece of chicken and are still in the restaurant and you eat the chicken within an hour they're obliged to refill the bucket for free that's a rule that someone had found out and then exploited that rule and put it all over fucking tiktok and it's you see a kfc person like oh hold on and the manager's like yeah i'll be right back and takes his bucket and uh, you had crispy right He's yeah like, yeah anything proceeds to give him another bucket of chicken this is an old rule from kfc from back in the day when people ate in the restaurant and you could take a bucket home yeah but like that's an old rule they never got rid of just people never use it but now this guy just fucking yelled fire in the theater and everybody's like i gotta go to kfc so i'm currently curious how fast kfc is gonna turn that fucking shit back i mean kfc is some hot garbage but i mean if you're it's kind of like uh the burritos the other night if you pay for two, two for the burrito price, for the price and get seven yeah i mean if i'm buying one bucket but i can get three Seven city sandwiches is still better than no sandwich. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 16 pieces of chicken is better than no chicken. <laughs> so I am a little curious to see if that still works. But uh, that, 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 that popped in my head recently because I was like, look, scrolling through the episodes. I was like, oh, my God, that's how they did it. They just kept going to KFC, ordering more chicken, <laughs> taking the meat and skin off, throwing it in the trash and be like, we want more chicken. <laughs> Literally just buying it for the bones. But honestly, man, really great season, and I hope that the next one's going to be just as good. And I remember saying this at the very end of the season, just being like, you know what? If they do the new King of the Hill, I'm going to be pretty content. If this is the quality of stuff that the Mike Judge team is currently doing, I'm or judgmental films. I'm I'm pretty. I'm feeling pretty good about the reboot. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm kind of curious, like how it's going to look. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not concerned of what's going to happen in the season. I'm not um, because they could do. You know, we've talked about it in length before. They could go different routes. Could they pick up where they left off? Could they go in the future a little bit, or could it just be a fucking reboot? Either way, it's going to be quality content. The art's what I'm going to look at. How it looks, how it moves, is it going to look like season 13 or season 12. You know, where they really, you know 
got exactly where they wanted. They do uh, some some more effects. You know, uh, I believe my favorite one is the uh, the Mick House, where it was like the mansion that just flies apart, which is like the peak animation yeah. of that show. Um, but yeah, I could see it going that way. Uh, the voice acting is going to be the same. You know, you got Catherine A. Jimmy, all of them are still going. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for this new season of Beavis and Butthead, too. Yeah, because, they, they, again, he, he really killed it on this last one. It didn't feel stale. It also didn't feel like boomer humor. Mm-hmm. Because that could have easily turned into, let's just find an excuse to make fun of kids these days. You know what I mean? But it, it I think he kind of hit that stride and just continued on with the, uh, the 90s sense of humor, which I was quite happy and content with. If, if only South Park would actually release a little bit more frequently instead of one episode every two weeks now. <laughs> there, it's, it's supposed to be six days to air, not 14 days to air, motherfuckers. <laughs> but anyway... This has been a fun one as we dive back into the wonderful world of Beavis and Butthead. I still think the best cutaway, though, is the Kale Dodds music video one. So if you guys have a chance to check it out, it's on Paramount Plus along with the movie, as we mentioned a few episodes ago. So check it out. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Is there any little takeaway from the season that kind of left an impression or a thought in your mind, Chris? I could see them doing a whole series uh, just reviews of other people's like content. Make it a YouTube series. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like Dimension Twenty does that, you know. But I would love it just to be that because uh, me and you had talked about it before. The the latter seasons of Beavis and Butthead, they do uh, Jersey Shore and stuff like that. Uh, Grandma Jay Wong, Grandpa Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That would be fun if they did that to their own content let's say they're watching something from comedy central or they're watching something from mtv you know the music videos are one thing but like there were times where they did stuff of like 16 and pregnant or something like that just talk cash shit uh but they have a whole thing to work with now with the youtube and tiktok youtube and tiktok and reels and whatever instagram oh my god Mm -hmm. they'd have a fucking ball with instagram god (laughs) i could see them doing an episode where just beavis doesn't know how doesn't know how snapchat works yeah what's going on what I can't see it no more. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Let's go send your boobs and now they're gone. Bring it back. Bring it back. Way to go, Beavis. (laughs) You dumbass. You scared her away. (laughs) But for this episode of The Couch Brotatoes, I'm an Alex and Chris. Do you have any sort of final thoughts for us? Uh, I'm just really excited to see what this new season holds. Uh, Yeah. Like I said, I would love to just just keep ripping on TikToks. the storytelling is no different from what it was back in the day. Just the animation's a little better. But I can't wait to see what Mike Jones has got. Fire!